This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that would never, ever wage a campaign to get someone sacked. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, that is seven, that is, that's right, seven Premier League defeats out of 12, and the decline in our fortunes seems irreversible right now. Uh, Can we really be facing a relegation battle? Is it uh, certainly? I think it actually is relegation form officially. But uh, I, for one, saw signs of a much better performance against Stoke on Saturday, and on another day, Chelsea would have won. But it just seems that we don't know how to win football matches at the moment. Uh, but I genuinely believe that the rot will stop with Matic, Hazard, and others looking more like the players that we know and love. Now, I am Stamford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. We won't be here for long. And I will give the prize of, I don't know, a piece of bubble gum to the first person who can answer what song that came from. Anyway, on tonight's show, we have uh, we have the dulcet-toned uh, death uh, kind of impersonator <laughs> uh, extraordinaire. I didn't think it was going to be me first. I was just pausing. No, I, I, it was, it's in the script. You're in the script first. How I'm are you, first, mate? I was actually thinking the answer already. Hello, hello. We are the Chelsea boys. Hello, hello. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, version two. They yeah, yeah, won't be here for long. Yes, very good. You get uh, the prize of the a bubble piece gum. of bubblegum. Used, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. great to see Jonathan. Used by you, Chidge. It is, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, perfect. In fact, uh, right, we've also got the lovely, wonderful Dan Silver in the house. Evening, tonight. mate. Hey, Nice to see you, mate. Now, we've also got some uh, fabulous guests here tonight, uh, which I've been looking for. We've actually been planning this for months and months and months, but on the table, we've got the lovely... Alex Churchill. Not literally on the table, next to the table. That's part three. Because that sounds a bit pervy. It does, doesn't it? But people are used to that with me. (laughs) Uh, Luckily for me, you're not at the end of the table. 
or maybe unluckily for me you can still hit me so that's <laughs> you know maybe i should shut yeah indeed it's lovely to see you alex and we also have who's he's not he's not on the dr evil chair because andy silverman is on the benches and has booted him off uh but he was going to be on the dr evil chair but we have the lovely andrew holmes now just shout wave hello hello there you go you might be able to hear him in the distance but basically andrew and alex are the authors of a fantastic fantastic book and it's highly appropriate that we've got them on the show tonight uh, it being that it's it's basically almost Remembrance Day, but they have written a book called Overland and Sea, Chelsea FC in the Great War, haven't you? Indeed. And we're going to talk about, all about it, aren't we, later on? Yes. But we're going to talk about lots about Chelsea first. And c- I can, I can hear idea. you chewing can your strepsil. You can hear me sucking yeah. it, yeah? yeah? I'm a bit poorly. I know. Chewing. Can you just suck it rather than chew it? I wasn't chewing it. Can you do I was it just quietly? clattering it around my teeth. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, it just staggers me, Jonathan, that yeah. you're the only one who's yeah. ever been on the Chelsea fancast who can remotely call themselves a professional at this kind of thing. <laughs> and yet you are, without doubt, the most unprofessional person we have on this show. Excuse me, how is it unprofessional to, to be because deliberately trying to keep my okay, voice? Next time you do a voiceover for which you get, you know, huge amounts of money, you try going... Qui, moi? I would you never try do doing that. that in a, well, there never, we go. Ever. Well, there ever. we go. Well, don't do it here. Otherwise, I'll turn your mic off. Ooh, is it you? just that he considers this slumming it? I don't know what he believes. <laughs> right. I don't know what he believes. He gets paid more for this. No, actually, you don't. <laughs> it's the look on your face. It looks like that make me wish we were still doing this on TV. Anyway, I should shut up and get on with the show. Right. I'm not in a good mood today, by the way. I warn you out there, and it has nothing to do with the football per se. I'm not in a very good mood at all. Anyway, on the show tonight, we'll be asking what Chelsea has to do to actually win a football match. And what is wrong with Diego Costa? In part two, we'll be asking, is it really the fans' superb support for Jose Mourinho that is keeping the special one in his job? And we will be saying thank you and RIP to Bobby Campbell, the former Chelsea manager who sadly passed away last week. Uh, In part three, we will be talking to Alex and Andrew, as I said, about uh, their book, Overland and Sea, Chelsea FC and the Great War. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a cracking part. And uh, to round up, as always, we'll have... Our roundup of Chelsea supporter news, and then uh, Jonathan can go home to bed and not be ill anymore. And I shall probably do the same. I'm still feeling crap from last week, mate. A whole week I've had this damn oh, thing. Horrible. I caught it from you, I think. No, I didn't. I, I was very careful not to breathe on you or touch you in any way. Well, are you sure? Appropriate or inappropriate, okay. or inappropriate, even for those of you who <laughs> like to speak English. Anyway, uh, right. Uh, a little bit of ha- hygiene as always. If you're listening to this as a podcast. I think you're wonderful, but you know what? You could have even more fun if you were to listen to it live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where you will be able to join in the chat and post on the live chat page. What and was that, that again, Chidge? What? mixlr.com yeah. Chelsea hyphen fancast. There's probably a forward slash in there that I've forgotten, yeah, yeah. but yeah. that wasn't bad. Not looking at the screen. No, I'm very impressed. No, but there we go. There are lots of it, wasn't, it wasn't a test, by the way. I was just you looked at me like it was. No, I was just trying to encourage you but to do But you know it what again. the great thing is, right? Because now you're about twice as far away from me as you normally you're are. You're not as irritated Well, no, because I have to wear are. my reading glasses to read the script. I can hardly see you. Well, that's, like, really great, fuzzy. that's a great thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like I've had more than one glass of wine <laughs> rather than just the one. Anyway, right, there are loads of people in Mixler tonight. I will only mention the ones that I can see, but they are... Benny the Blue, the gaffers in the house, Bob, Uzre, Hashim Rashid, Kurt Chelsea, Dazza15, the wonderful, lovely Gary Wilson, Jonathan Perez, Tim Redigolo, Diane CFC, Ilian, uh, R. Paranuzzi, great name, Jeffrey Asselstein, Abbas B, CFC Mo, Clive Lewis, Mile High Chels, Matt Jazz is in the house, Stephen Mower, 
Dan. I love Dan Francisco. It's my favourite name. Jonathan Perez, used to, I used to sit next to in the uh, Did you East really? Well, there yeah. we go. I didn't know Jonathan was that posh. <laughs> or unless he was your butler, of course. No, it's, uh, that's, excuse me, East, East Stand Upper. Oh, right, right. This is the period before oh, I gravitated yeah, 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 to yeah, the right. butler in the middle. <laughs> my mistake, Jonathan, my mistake. Thank you for the correction. Thank right, uh, on with the show. Oh, yes, by the way, of course, you can tweet us at Chelsea Fancast. If you do it during the show, I will probably ignore you, but you never know. I have got my computer with me i can refer to tweets as we as we podcast i can tell you that we've had there we go bonnie rig blues has got said here we go at chelsea fancast we won't be here for long show i'm actually referring to the show because we're going to just do about half an hour this week oh great no no i'm joking um but there you go so just proving that i can read your twitter stuff if i really try hard you know but anyway they can always tweet me i'll respond they can can't they anyway um i think that we should have a little sting and then we're going to talk about uh chelsea versus stoke is that okay with everybody yeah we could talk about anything this is your last chance we could talk about anything other than the football if you want can we then talk about the uh, about the uh, the midweek game against kiev as well no because we don't have time oh can it's not in script we'll talk about it a little See, bit here's the thing John. this is how it works i know you've got a script i know but you know, on I monday interject, you i write noticed. i write yeah, I, know. I, know. I write Okay. And we then, seem to be forgetting games occasionally. Like last time we were on, you didn't mention the game during the week. You know what? Do you know, okay, I, I, I agree with you. It's really basic because I just can't be asked because we keep losing them. But actually, okay. do you know what I thought? We didn't. We won that. I one. know. Do you know what I thought today? What? I thought, actually, what we should do is not talk about the Stoke game at all and just talk about the Kiev game because we won that. And that would be a lot more fun. Yeah, but it's a bit more relevant in it, the Stoke game. Exactly. So yeah. basically, since one out, I'm really sad to say. to me, shut up. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but in yeah. a very nice way for yeah, change. Very beautiful I know, way. I thought yeah. you'd appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Right, time for a sting. Okay, right, time for also Stoke versus Chelsea, which, uh, oh, dearie me, was somewhat perplexing, I thought. I mean, the bottom line is, people, I actually thought that we did more than enough to win that game. I actually, I thought we didn't play as badly as a lot of people were saying, but I mean, you know, uh, Pedro hits the post, I thought... Played uh, well. Hazard was like... Played well. Back to kind of yeah. normal Hazard. Yep, 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 yep. And, and of course, Remy should have had a penalty, shouldn't oh. he, Jonathan? Oh, You're well, steaming you know, to get in, Jonathan. Well, I'm steaming to get in, mainly because, you know, I'm... I'm um, I was a class three ref. I actually passed my exams, and it and it's about intent. You don't know what you're doing. I don't. I never did. I never did. But uh, I sent um, I sent uh, six players off once. <laughs> lovely, did, really, lovely. Uh, Chiswick and District League Division One. Were you, were you being weak and naive? Uh, funny enough, I was being powerful and butch at the time. But uh, <laughs> they just they just all hit each other, so I sent them off. But it, the, the the law is intent, and he stopped him from scoring the goalkeeper. So therefore, the referee can't. You know, the the chat on the commentary said, um, "Oh, good." refereeing well done because he actually he skipped and over him it doesn't matter he stopped him from scoring the goalkeeper it was intent it was a terrible piece of refereeing I mean I know we shouldn't be clutching at straws about only one one goal towards the end to draw it but it would have taken the flack off I thought we played very well indeed I think one of the major problems we've got at the moment is that Costa wanders around too much wait for Costa and that's for me. That's one of them and the other problem I'm going to be very contentious here is I really don't think Begovic is good enough I'm sorry I'd argue in his favour a bit more. I think a lot of the goals that he's conceded, he's kind of been hung out to dry by the time it's got to him. Um, I think you're right. I think Courtois would come Indeed. out a lot more. I mean, Courtois is a We're world-class that. goalkeeper. Yeah, Begovic has been good, and, and but good. he's not Absolutely, Courtois. there's a fantastic save he made in the first half, the one-handed yeah. on the, on the, on the lower down. But 
I honestly feel that one of the reasons you've got Courtois and, and precedence to, to check is because he's a great goalkeeper. Shot stopping Begovic, brilliant. Yeah. Kicking, oh. brilliant. Well, um, coming for crosses, suspect. He's, yeah. he's, he's just not, he's not, for me, he's not the, you know, we're an elite team. We need to have world class players playing for us. Courtois is a world class yeah. player, Begovic is not. Two major issues. Yeah. Second choice goalkeeper and our back four is nothing like it was last well, season. But I think if the We're goalkeeper is strong enough, it makes the back four seem. I mean, you know, it just, just the, deal the shape, with it the shape for their goal was appalling because they were they weren't in a line. No, they're no, kind no, of zigzagging. No, no. Raman was caught out. There's nobody tracking back to you know. Fill not, in, but, you know, deal, I mean, Raman. I've got. I'll be honest with you. The last few games, he's improved. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. You know, look. That's a very difficult argument, really. I mean, on the one hand, don't buy players who are not good enough. But on the other hand, OK, I accept that if he's not played in this league before, it might take him a while to get up to speed, which is what Jose said. But I've got to be honest with you and say, given the mitigation that he's probably not good enough, hasn't really got up to speed yet, I have to say it's a joy to see a proper left-back playing and a left-back who goes forward. And it's a joy to see Aspie in his normal position of a right-back. But I do think he got rinsed by Shakiri, who is a good player. But uh, tiny, like he, hobbit size. Yeah, but he's, like a, back, he's like a battleship. He's a pocket strong, battleship. Strong hobbit. Can I I'm, just say, in Rahman's defence, though, just remember how awful Ramirez was for like the first six months in England. Yeah. He was terrible. Yeah. And, Drogba, I think, and I just and think if we weren't so in, in the yeah, gutter, exactly. then Rahman would be getting a lot yeah. more slack with getting to grips I, with the Premier League, which he just off. can't have at the moment yeah. because... Everyone else is so awful. You can't write them off after three games. It's just no. totally unfair. No, you can't. You can't. Um, there, were, there were signs of improvement, weren't they? I thought Matic was... Well, I, 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 for once, the first time this season, I can honestly say that not one of our players embarrassed themselves. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, one, one of the things I was going to talk about, um, you know, I, I have, I'm learning. It's only taken about 100 shows, but I've learned that you, you, you give the first go to Jonathan who just goes on this monster rant for two minutes where he hardly pauses for breath and you basically let him win, you blow himself out. He's, he's, he's like a tornado. You know, you know, Jonathan the tornado kid. I won't be speaking anymore. Oh, no, don't. Uh, don't go on strike yet. And actually, at this juncture, I'd like to point out that uh, the uh, Series 4 of Pipkins is now available on DVD from August. It is. I saw your it Facebook is. thing. Yeah, thank you. And with your dungarees. Yeah. Very, very early age. I yeah. bet you were wearing kickers as well, weren't you? I was. There we go. <laughs> There we go. God. I know. Well, you didn't you look under the flap? No, but I just know because I remember that period of yeah, time because well, yeah, yeah. I was alive yeah. then. And it was a rugby shirt as well. It was a rugby shirt, dungarees and kickers. So yeah. very late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah, with, with a little fringe. But it was my favourite show. It was. Do you like the was. hair, did you? Uh, I don't mean my hair. I'm no, Hartley like hair. You had me going yeah, for, a yeah, yeah, for a minute. Right, yeah. going back to football, much as <laughs> it pains me, one of the things I was going to say was, I mean, and this is where I think I, br- I bring in my not too being pissed off with Raman because I thought I felt that we, we had a lot more pace. I thought we were better balanced. I thought we had, more, <coughs> we, we had more bite in midfield. And more importantly, I thought we had better shape. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Can I just say, though, I think all of those things were down, this might be controversial for some people, were down to the fact that Fabregas didn't start. Yes, you can say that. You can say that. Alex, you could say that for the next hour and a half, and I wouldn't <laughs> care. Yeah. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season that, you know, he's been shit beyond and belief. Terrible. And it's no accident, I think, that... He has not. I mean, I mean, okay. He came on in the. He came on after the the, the goal was scored. So even mm. in my wildest dreams, I can't blame him for that. But actually, yeah, you can. Well, I will anyway. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is the second half against West Ham, and then about I think the last three games, he's not really played at all, or we have looked good when he mm. hasn't 
not been on the pitch. So I you just know. wish he'd spend slightly less time taking selfies for Instagram and more time. Yeah, the bottom, bottom line shooting. is Alex. Alex, the bottom line is he played for Arsenal, Barcelona, and I just can't forgive that, frankly. And also Matic. Now he's got some proper protection next to him. Looking much more like the old Matic. I, I thought he looked much yeah. better. Second half towards the yeah. end, when they were on the breakaway, when we were down, he made such a brilliant interception, stopped them going 2 0 up. He really looked much more confident. He was dominating midfield and really looked like Matic from. He last did, season. didn't he? And I, yeah. do you know what? I tell you what, who I thought looked quite good as well, actually, and I thought he had a, his best game for us. Pedro. I just realised yeah, how much really. skill that oh, player great. has. That ball he lamped to uh, to Hazard. Yeah, Jesus, that was his West. best game since the West Brom game. He looked good, didn't yeah. he? He looked poor in the With, other game. He did. If he you put if you put Fabregas level. and Pedro next to each other and see the work rate in Pedro in going back when he loses the ball compared mm. to Fabregas sloughing around at the back like he's you not know, particularly He's a bit of a dawdler. Isn't he, yeah, it gets it gets. We had balance, mind. which he lacked. Mm. I know. I thought we were very, very mm. balanced. I thought Hazard looked much better matches, as we said. But I have to say, and I, I would actually like to see uh, Jose stick with that starting eleven. I mean, you could maybe swap one of them out, possibly, but don't start Fabregas. But I think the back four, fine. Mm. I think much better at centre half. Yeah, like absolutely. Back. I think Ramirez and Matic in, in midfield is good. I like that. Williams been on fire and our best player all season. Has it in the number ten? Except for his taking the free kicks, which uh, yeah, 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 not, yeah. Not but basically, he's right. playing yeah, he all right. You know, yeah, I mean, player of the season for me. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, maybe, no, William. Maybe yeah, stick. Maybe stick with that side for a while to give us some and consistency. It's Norwich, so he might give Ron another game, even though Brandon's. Yeah, fit. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, maybe persistent. But uh, and Jonathan, I know he's already teased, teed this up, and he's absolutely right because I do want to talk about this, uh, and that is Diego Costa. And I, and I have to say, I thought he was poor. I mean. The interesting thing is, is that we've been saying this for a few weeks as well, is that clearly Jose's intent on playing some sort of a counter-attacking uh, system. I think he feels that we've genuinely got pace in the side and that, you know, it's the easiest way. For, we, it's very hard for us or anybody for that matter to break teams down who basically put a wall of eight or nine players in front of you. Mm. Um, and we don't have really good natural width, I don't think, either in the fullbacks or, or, or further up. And I think he thinks that our best way of attacking players is to suck them in and then hit them on the counter-attack. And actually, you saw a lot of evidence of that. There are a number of times where we... I mean, that, the, the thing I just talked about, Pedro's ball to Hazard, perfect example. Yeah. But the problem is, at the moment, if you've got Costa up there on his own, the number of times we, we, we made that kind of a move... And then Hazard gets into that position. There's nobody to cross the ball to. There's nobody, nobody in the nobody box. In the I think he got on the end of one on the right-hand side of the mm. box in, and he against one, Stoke. And yeah. he missed it. Yeah. He hit it wide. But know, he, yeah. And he's also got... He's a bit of a one-trick pony. He gets the ball and he cuts in. And Johnson, towards the second half, read it so well. He knew what he was going to do. So he put himself in front of Costa and the ball. Well, I, I just wonder if there's a bit something else going on. Because, I mean, not only is he not getting in the box enough, he's also drifting out wide a lot. And I, and I he's thought... He's doing what Torres did. Exactly that. He's yeah. looking very much like Torres was. In other words, I think he's hiding. I thought that against Kiev, actually, even more so than Stoke. But he's... I just wonder if his confidence has gone tits up a bit. It wouldn't be surprising, would it? I mean, with the lashing that he takes in the press. I mean, really, that whole assault thing. I hope that steward is oh, rightly ridiculed so everywhere he goes till the day he dies. That's just embarrassing. But the fact that the press were so quick to jump on that, and they must have felt slightly foolish by the time they'd put up a like main page headline about Costa assaulting a steward and realising that he trod on some guy's toe and the guy was so busy yapping to his mate and not doing his yeah, job but you properly. Know, do you know what the reality about that is, Alex? What? They don't care because no, they've already they got don't. the clicks. Exactly. Yeah. This is the trouble about the garbage press at the moment and it's all of the... I mean, and, and the, the criminal thing about it, the, the really sad thing about it, 
and, and you're seeing even really good, decent journalists doing it. But in the days before fecking social media, mm. it was just about the print media. Yeah. They could write good, considered pieces. Now, they'll put up... I mean, there were the, the number of... The, like you said, the number of stories I saw about Costa, Costa Assault Steward, FA to Investigate. And that... So, hang on. That was coming out... I saw the last one from the Independent, would you believe, and it was after Match of the Day had gone out and actually everybody had poo-pooed the whole thing as a load of nonsense. But of course, you know, by then it doesn't matter because they'll just change it an hour later and it's all to get clicks. It's it was like the Daily serious. Mail um, after the Liverpool game when they came up with a headline about how Costa was set for another investigation yeah. because of some spat, which was nothing. And then it just kind of got diluted down to the fact that he'd flicked out at somebody and they just it went away because obviously the FA weren't even going to look at it because it was nothing. On the whole, decent journalism died when social media came I think so. I think a lot of things died. Yeah. You know, I, I, humanity ro- died well, when Rio I've, Ferdinand got a Twitter account and a smartphone. I'm really very cross <laughs> with social media at the moment, and I'm very cross with humanity. I just think there should be an IQ test before you're allowed well, a smartphone, and if you don't pass it, you're not allowed one. Costa's now the focus. That's it. He's, yeah. he, he's the story. Yeah. As he is. Can I just say I do think his temperament's been much better. Well, he, I don't agree with that, Alex. He's picking fights. I don't well, no, think he is. I think what's been highlighted is, what, is that, that, that we knew this was going to happen from the end of last season. Yes. Is that is that they. That, that he'll he'll be wound up by. That's the th- by, I was just going to say it. it was clearly he, planned. Absolutely, Shawcross. absolutely, Shawcross. And because yep. he's the focal. There was a terrible moment where Shawcross actually gave him a short arm cross. Yeah. Not into only that, his but neck. at one point, and nothing happened to Shawcross. Well, Shawcross walked out of his way by twenty yards at one point just to shoulder barge Costa yeah, and then return to his position. And yet, the first headline in the papers is Costa flicks out at him. But like you say, more than one elbow. Pushing, shoving, grabbing of arms. Yeah. Anyway, bringing you yeah. all back in because you're 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 like you know you're like I don't know something on crack basically at the <laughs> moment. I don't blame you, but uh, just to kind of reel you all back in and, and get back to where where we we, we need to be. I, I saw a fantastic uh, tweet by none other than Chelsea at Chelsea Youth, which I thought was very very revealing. <coughs> and, and they said since beating Swansea five nil on January the seventeenth, Chelsea have played twenty nine matches, including friendlies and scored more than once from open play in just four, which I think underlines a massive problem that we've got. And, and watching the game, I mean, you know, look, I, I love Costa. I love, I love his passion. I love his dynamism. The man would walk through a brick wall for Chelsea. I don't doubt that. But uh, like Drogba, when he first came to us, he spends far too much time picking fights with people and not focusing on what he should do. Um, he needs to stop diving because, like Drogba, we, you know, Drogba dived around for a couple of years, and well, I remember we got on his case about it quite rightly. He needs to stop doing that, you know, and he needs to focus on what he does well, and he needs to get his confidence back because right now he looks pony. But and here's the big but: he also needs to get some service. And I just wondered when you see Remy come on, I thought Costa played a lot better because suddenly you had two people up front, and actually that allowed Costa a little bit more freedom to to do what he. Lo- Clearly likes to do it at the moment, just go out wide. One up all the yeah. Time. Well, I thought he actually played really well. The other thing about having Remy in the side as either with uh, he's Co- a different pair completely. Well, if Costa. if you play Remy with Costa in a four 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 yeah. four fucking two, as Mike Bassett <laughs> would love to say, you know, if you play Remy and Costa together, you've also got you know somebody who can play off or with Costa, but also you've got somebody who is pacey, really pacey, 
and can get on the end of counter-attacks. And of course, you've got two strikers. You've got more chance of having somebody in the box when we do counter-attack. The manager seems to be worried about the defensive qualities, isn't he? So he's not likely to play two up. Can he I just only does it once the opposition score a goal. Yeah. Yeah, can I just right. tie the whole thing yeah. together, what you're saying about playing 4-4-2 and the fact that we've only scored I'm sorry, Alex, X but 4-4-2 on this show, because of the legendary Mike Bassett, has always got to be referred to as 4-4-fucking-2. Oh, but I never swear. No, of course you don't. I did tell you before. <laughs> what did I tell you before? The, I've got to be honest with you people out there. I, I spoke to Alex before. She said, what's the rules on swearing? And I said, well, actually, to be honest, Alex, we try not to. And, and it makes Unless my... Change. It might makes my... Uh, but I said, usually within about 10 minutes, I've usually broken the rule. So at least I lasted 20, Jonathan. That's good. I, I never swore at all you. until I met Arnie. I don't know if you know Arnie. Who's Arnie? You've seen him Arnie Schwarzenegger? No. No? no? Okay, Arnie no, He who? wishes. Arnie is part of our little gang is at he? away games. You've got a yeah. firm. Alex's firm. We have a firm, yeah. I'm what's your, firm, what's your firm called? I don't think it has a name. You can name it if you want. Alex Churchill's Blue and White Army. Alex Churchill's Blue and White Army. I think considering he does all the ticket organising, it should be Pete Trenter's Blue and White Army. Oh, Oh, really? (laughs) We love stretch. But anyway, yeah, tying it all together, what you're saying about we've only scored X amount of goals from open play and trying 4-4-2. By January last year, we'd blown everyone away and we carried on doing exactly the same thing. We're just too predictable. We do the same thing in every game. People have yeah. sussed it out. It's why we don't score. It's why we should try a different formation. Yeah. And I don't know but why. What well, used to be the man who changed formation constantly but during the game? He, he invented 4-3-3 for us, didn't he? Yeah. Duff, Robin. Yeah. Well, he won, you know, yeah. Newcastle, I will keep talking about that game when Bridge got done. He played two at the back. He yeah. played Carvalho and Terry at the back, and that was it. Every okay. game, there's someone near me how, saying, w- how would this sound as a 4-4 four, four fucking two, all right? <laughs> How about Begovic or Courtois, obviously? Yes. Uh, Raman, Terry, uh, Zuma, Aspie. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would play a diamond for, okay, so you'd have Matic at the bottom of the diamond. You would have William, William, William and Ramirez either side, and you'd have Hazard at the tip, effectively number 10, yeah. and you've got Remy and Costa as the two. Now, the thing about that is you've got, you know, in, in William and Ramirez, you've got two people who we know will tackle and we know will get back and trap back and put in the yards. So, Matt, it shouldn't be too exposed. It's got the wonderful no fabricous clause in it, which is great. <laughs> and has it gets to play pe- number 10. And also Pedro come on second half. Pedro come on second half. Yeah, yeah. having watched Fabregas play further forward against Kiev and actually look like a professional footballer for once, if, if Hazard wasn't there at the tip of the diamond, you could use yeah. Fabregas there as well. And also argue if you've got um, Ramirez and William tracking back, Hazard can be less defensive duties, yeah. which we know he doesn't well, like. You like that? Yeah, that could yeah. work. Definitely yeah. work. Mike Bassett for Chelsea manager, a.k.a. David Gigi. At this point, <laughs> I have to say that when I was on Talk Sport the other week, we were talking to Cundy and uh, Goldstein, and, you know, Goldstein was loving it, the fact that we're doing so badly, and, oh, what do you think you should do then? You're going to sack the manager. And I said, yeah, we should have Mike Bassett as manager. And it went straight over both their heads. <coughs> oh, I'm no. utterly disappointed that they gave me the tumbleweed on that. <laughs> they, they, they didn't, they, they didn't they, know. They did just they, didn't. I presume they didn't know, or they just missed it. I don't know. Was he some kind of third division manager? I'm I doing the, the prostate cancer ads on are you, it really amuses me because quite often, I mean, this is how I mean, it just shows you how insidious and pervasive the Chelsea fan cast can be. That they'll do an interview with me and then they'll go straight to an ad break, and it's usually you doing the voiceover. If only they knew. <laughs> I have to be a bit like that. I have to put my slight in. No, 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 no. Right, just to wrap this up. Um, well, I think we kind of more or less have really. I mean, look, I, I really don't feel. I mean. You know, I don't feel that downhearted. I know we lost, but I tell you what, the Kiev game and the Stoke game, I, th- I think that the signs are there. I think we are, we are not half as shit as we were a few weeks ago, where we look clueless, uninterested, unfit, and, and hapless. I mean, hapless and hopeless. I, I've seen, you know, Kiev and, and Stoke, I've seen players who are trying, who are motivated, who are playing for the manager, in spite of the rumours that they're not. And, and they looked a threat. I thought they looked okay. Another day we win that game. 
Pedro's a good yardstick actually because he'd been awful and then the story was came out that he didn't want to be at the club anymore yeah and the fact that he came on and played so well yeah I actually thought it, it almost revealed that the, the, the there was very little unrest in the changing yeah, the other thing is me. kind of a few of the players walking off you could see they really Really up cared and down about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Terry is a good sign. Do you know one thing I love about Cahill is he looks like he's utterly broken every time someone yeah. scores against us. I wish more of them reacted like that. Yeah. But I think, I think, look, I really do. I just, I just think, you know, we just, you know, I would never, ever, ever blame uh, losing just on bad luck and shit refereeing, but. You know, the reality is the refereeing has been unbelievably shit for us and we've had a lot of bad luck. We just need that luck to go our way and how I think we'll be back. How does Baba get booked? Oh, how with Stoke, kicking lumps out of us, how Charlie Adam remained on that pitch oh, and, and what Baba had done to the referee or the referee's wife to warrant being Absolutely given... Agree. Absolutely, absolutely he was, ridiculous. He was really poor, the referee. He was he, awful. It was almost as if he was, he, he was naive. Obviously, to win the game, we still would have actually had to shoot at some point, yeah. which was lacking yeah. for most of it. Yeah. But he was, I'm sorry, but he was dog he shit. shit. Going back to the penalty, okay, you, yeah. you, you play the advantage, there's no advantage, you give the penalty. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. there was no advantage. If the ball had gone in, I felt he looked terribly pleased with himself. If the ball had gone in, it, you know, great referee, you played advantage, but it should have pointed yeah. back giving the penalty, no yeah. argument. Now, all in all, you know, I just think we just need to ride it out. It'll, it'll come, it'll come good. I really do believe that. And I mean, the interesting thing is actually, if you, if you, if my final point on it, um, if if you look back at the last two performances, a lot of the reason why we've been utter crap recently is because nearly everybody's been hopelessly out of form apart from William. But actually, you suddenly Hazard starts getting back into form. Matt, yeah. it starts suddenly. You've got maybe seven or eight of the players <laughs> in the team in form as opposed to only three in form suddenly we look a very different side and we're getting there keep the faith people now um, as you all know you lot out there particularly you lot in Mixler um, because I'm such a kind magnanimous sort of person I said that I would in spite of my reservations and better judgment I would reinstate the Chelsea Fancast match awards having of course as you have not yet noticed having dropped unceremoniously the player ratings because I got fed I up of. Love the player. Really. I know, but I mean, it's just there it was something I, I could always get really annoyed. About. I just couldn't be asked <laughs> anymore. Okay, so we're going to do the match awards, and this is how we're going to do them. Excuse me, thank you. In the talking in the ranks, I don't know. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to like suggest a few for you lot here. Particularly, this is for the Mixler crowd. And in the break, you need to be telling me what you want, and then I will write that down, and then I'll put it on Twitter. Let people have a vote, and then we will reveal it in part four. So. Have you got your ears open in Mixler? I think they have. Oh, yes, please, Chidge. I don't know what that's to, says Zach Zahid, but I'll take that as a yes. All right, now my, my man of the match, my personal ones would be, uh, I would give it to William for Kiev and Hazard for Stoke. So uh, between those two. And you can use the Kiev game as well. I'm, I'm pretty up for that. Uh, chant of the match, um, I'm, I'm not really sure. wasn't it either, which is a bit crap. But uh, Jose Mourinho and stand-up for the special one I quite liked. Um, the Guinness moment I would have is Hazard turn uh, Hazard did a turn he left a Stoke player on his arse and I just thought that was fantastic and I thought William's free kick against Kiev was, was brilliant uh, salary moment for me I would say William squaring up to Arnautovic or whatever his name is which I just thought was high comedy he looks like a lazy five side player doesn't he what Arnautovic yeah just like yeah. the player he, he's hate. a big chap yeah. though and William's half his size and he was like he's, I, he's I, so- do you know what I reckon happened because no, there was no obvious kick or anything but 
or na- out, 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 what? Anasovich. Yeah, him. Uh, you know, he, he clearly said something to William. I was going to say that. I, but he kicked I, out And he's Eastern off, European. Off ball, he's he? Eastern European. I think, without knowing this for sure, or allegedly, or trying to be even any way, shape, or form scouse, I suspect I wouldn't be surprised if he racially abused him. Because that was him. a reaction. Because William just went mental. Very offensive. Yeah. That's what I thought yeah. in the moment. I thought, I he, thought he it was something. more that he kicked out, he lashed out off the ball. Yeah. No, he didn't even get booked William for that. William never that's reacts just, like that. That's how shit that referee was. might have been allegedly said by our friend. I know. Well, there we go. But I thought it was brilliant that he had to go back. A naughty bitch. I, I, a naughty <laughs> bitch, yes. And I thought the support for Jose, particularly in the Kiev game, was just unbelievable. So those would, those would be my choices. But if you lot, you, you lot during the break have now got a you know man of the match, chant of the match, Guinness moment, salary moment, and then I will have a look what you say, and then I will I will put it up on Twitter, and then people can vote. How does that sound? Yes, I thought you'd can like. Can we that. have a special award as well? Just because you, you're saying no. that Costa's feeling sad and everything, no. let's give him a little virtual cuddle and give him an award for not ripping off okay. Shawcross's head and crapping down you his can neck indeed. because I'll, he asked for it. I'll Alex has given co- too much. Alex has given. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> stop talking, everybody. Alex has given the cost of the vote of what? Not ripping somebody's head off. Sure, cross. I like that. That's yeah. quite good. Right, we'll be uh, going to a break now. In part two, uh, we're going to get going to mellow out a little bit, really. But I mean, after the break, we're going to be asking: Is it really the fans' super, superb support for Jose Mourinho that's keeping the special one in his job? Uh, and we'll be saying thank you and rest in peace to Bobby Campbell, the former Chelsea manager who sadly passed away last week. We will see you in a second. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chich, and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. And uh, we had a good old natter about uh, the intricacies of the Stoke game. We had a cursory mention of Kiev just to keep Jonathan mildly happy. Uh, we have the wonderful, talented uh, Mr. Pipkin himself. Pipkins. Pipkins himself. Uh, he's uh, he's actually turned up tonight, uh, Jonathan, uh, especially in his red kickers and his dungarees and his rugby shirt. Especially for you. And I have to say, to be really fair to the man, because it was about 30-odd years ago that that was on the television, and he's still got almost as much hair as he had then. I've got more. He's got more. There we go. There we go. He's a walking advert for Regain. No, it's all coming out of his ears. It's coming out of his ears. (laughs) (laughs) It's transplanted transplanted pubic hair. I could never, ever say that, Alex. Even I couldn't say that to Jonathan. I think I'm just about you are, away from you are, you, you are You are a naughty girl. Uh, as you've just heard, we have a very naughty, waspish girl in the house tonight called the lovely Alex Churchill. And uh, are you related by Win- to Winston at all in any way, shape or form? Sorry? Are you uh, related to Winston? So distantly. You are actually related. It's not even worth but you talking are. about. Like, you are. Splits off before the first Duke of Marlborough when they got all the money and my side didn't. But you are actually related to Winston Churchill. Very distantly. So you will fight them on the beaches. I will. It, will. Actually, considering that um, my dad's side as well is quite military in background, mm. it's a wonder I haven't tried to invade Wales yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because they built off as dykes, so you don't need to. <laughs> Anyway, I'm delighted that we have a Churchill in the house. Blimey, I should break out the cigars and the brandy later. And uh, last but by no means least, Dan looking on bewildered and thinking, you know, how do I fit into all these nutters? Well, actually, that's why. My my wife's a Churchill. Your wife's a Churchill? Yeah, but not related. 
but not related. No. Is she related to Alex? <coughs> don't think so. There we go. That's why I don't know. <laughs> I'm astonished. You haven't got family in Bournemouth, have you? No. What's no. the history of your name then? Uh, well, would you really... Oh, okay, okay. sorry people, this was going so well, but now you're all going to turn off, I know. But my name goes... It comes from Somerset, and it goes back a long way. And my lot were all... Where they were actually long bowmen and yeomans firing arrows at the French in Agincourt. So Hurrah. sticking it to the French. So my family goes back a long way. Does Chigi mean anything? Yes. Um, apparently in Persian it means, what's that? Sounds like, che- like a brand of cheese. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it, it, it goes back to... My lot will come from the Somerset levels. And uh, so it kind of probably goes back as far as Roman times, when the Romans basically got lost and couldn't be bothered to go further than they did. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I'm actually going to do the next hour and a half on this. So, you know, oh, I warn God, you I now. I'll set you up. Good, I'll talk yeah, about that. Exactly. As well, and like. uh, um, basically, uh, there's, a, there's a place in the levels called Chedzoi, Okay, a village oh, which which is Isle of home, Ched, home of Chidge, home of Chidge. Yeah. Okay, we have to be what it feels like to have a Stoke season ticket. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Is that, can we carry on with this? Because this is much more interesting than talking about the football. Actually, it's not. Um, I'm delighted to see you all here around the table. We've also got uh, Andrew Holmes and we've got the lovely Andy Silverman. Who are uh, well, a- a- Andrew's on the stool and uh, and Andy is in the Doctor Evil chair. Yeah, there we go. So there we go. Right now, this is going to be a very interesting part. I think uh, I know this because I wrote it. Um, but the first thing I really want to talk about, and this will, will this will assuage Jonathan's anger at me not wanting to talk about Kiev, because this actually probably has as much to do with the Kiev match yeah. as it does the Stoke match. Oh. But um, you know, I I I know I, I was ill, so I couldn't make it. But the support that Jose got uh, at Kiev was quite phenomenal and i think what's even more interesting is 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 the the stuff that came out afterwards and a lot of people that that i know um well actually zach in in the awards i think that we're going to get a special award for talking about people's names for five minutes on the show uh but no the 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 feedback afterwards that people can't really remember a, a manager or fans giving that kind of support to a manager when a club is doing that badly and I thought the really interesting thing as well was that a lot of opposition fans were going blimey we, we can't stand Chelsea but you've got to say their fans are really as decent you know which is a really kind of oddly nice thing to see and Jose was clearly moved by it wasn't he he was he kept doing his penguin impersonation he did <laughs> very humble afterwards but he was but I'm going to do, pe- a gonna do a Jose Penguin puzzle for the rest of the show now. I it's think. a surreal situation, isn't it? The team that's won the, the league the year before yeah. having the worst <coughs> ever start. So, you know, it's, um, it's, 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 it's the, the fans are going to, you hope the fans are going to be supporting him. Well, according to Stan Collymore, not for much longer because he spoke for all of us. He I'll, felt I, the need to uh, when he said that we're all, be, even the most diehard of Chelsea fans, will be looking around for who could do the job instead. No, we won't, actually. Alex, because you, Stan Because we're, we're not, we're not like say. Stan Collymore. He doesn't, he doesn't get it at all. <laughs> a bitter, shallow, retarded <laughs> pillock of a presenter. Yeah. Thank you, allegedly. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. If, if I did know how to swear, I would swear a lot. I mean, right the man now. is an absolute cock. He's a fool. He's a cock. I just anyway. get disappointed also by the cock way, off. The, the he said Mur- nobody cared. Nobody Hang turned up. Hang for on. Stoke. Nothing. The poor old Jonathan here. Yeah, it's, it's like okay. he's never. He's, he's like you, you've okay. been out hurricaned or tornado. <laughs> but she's been very interesting. So you know, let's. She is. Yeah, she's let's lovely. Give, let's give her a head. Now, I just want to say that the um, 
the press of I love the way the press have, have said that every game is the is the end of his of his tenu- tenure at Chelsea. Got to be right eventually. Every game, yeah, I think yeah, they're guessing. Yeah. This but week he has. They have to win these two games or he'll be out. Well, back to my favourite, the Daily Mail. They had three articles about how he was getting back in from the fans, and then two articles about how he was about to be fired. So they'd like hedge their bets on both sides. Mm, they do that a bit, but I mean. You know, yes, it's unprecedented for us in, you know, since Roman, that's for sure. It's just interesting, isn't it? There, there, is, a, there is clearly a groundswell of, of support and sympathy for Jose, which is, I think, also unprecedented in terms of modern day support. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, I think, there are, I think there are two things at play here. I think that, I mean, I know it for a fact that our, that our home support particularly, and I think almost you could say the same about the away support but you know we've got some of the oldest the average age of our season ticket holders is is mid 40s early 50s and i i wonder how much of an of an effect that has because of course if you're if you are in your mid 40s or you know let's say you're f- between the age of 45 and 40, you know, 55 you, know you were there like when before. we were shit absolutely you so were. you get it you, you get know. you get it that you can't win all the time sometimes yeah. you have you know we're a bit more level headed i think and i think i think that that's having an effect I also would, you know, I'm honest enough to, to, to say that I think, you know, we're not daft. We know there's nobody out there who can do a better job. The you know, the idiot in the press who said that Brendan Rodgers has been lined up. I mean, for goodness sake. Panning spotted in London today. Madness is that? Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. But, and and the also BR man, respected, respected by the club for his coaching abilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And yet, yeah, in, in other papers yesterday, they were saying... But, of course, the club don't like him because of the way he slagged us off and the way, he, you know, when he was at Liverpool and the way he treated McEachran and somebody else when they went out on loan to Swansea. So, talk about, Alex was saying this, the papers come out with one thing and usually in the same paper something that completely contradicts it. curse of a 24-hour news cycle, it's, isn't it? Well, in the course of 24 again. hours, it's they just clickbait. go around and around in it's a circle. It's clickbait. Um, going back to what you were saying, actually, Alex, I think this this idea, I mean, do you think that, that there's a lot in that, that one, you know, we, a lot of the home supporters, particularly quite, you know, of that age where we they remember when we were shit, and also we're quite practical too. At the end of the day, yes, OK, we all love to support our team, but we don't like to bloody lose, and we don't expect they want to get relegated, but at the end of the day, none of us really believe that there is anybody out there who could do a better job than Jose Mourinho, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the club are the same, actually. Yeah. I honestly yeah. think that. Yeah. Can you do you think as well that you adjust your expectations really quickly as well? I mean, I found after the Liverpool game and that weekend when we weren't in the bottom three, my heart was quite lifted. Hmm. Yay! No, I don't <laughs> at all. I mean, you know, I, 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 well, I mean, I said it on the show afterwards, but I, I was absolutely gutted when we lost Liverpool. I mean, I, you know, I'm a grown man and I was almost in tears. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I hate it, but. I'm also old enough and ugly enough to know that you don't have a divine right to win. And I also knew that in about three hours' time, I'd be completely shit-faced in a pub somewhere, and I forgot <laughs> about it, you know. <laughs> I think what Joe says, he's our greatest manager of all time. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry, I'm trying to be sensible. He's making me laugh. What can I say? <laughs> I was saying he's, he's, he's our greatest manager of all time. He, he is Chelsea. He's one of our own, pretty much. Well, it, to, to a point. I do wish For eight million a year. Yeah, to a point. To be honest, occasionally he does talk absolute bollocks there are moments where he has over this little eggs there was one yeah one the other day when he said i'm fine i'm uh, i sleep well i get up i go to sleep i have uh, the, the sun goes i want i just want look what are you talking about shut up i know you want to say something but don't just don't yeah, dig goes. another hole for yourself don't give them any any opportunity <laughs> to problems, latch onto problems, something problems, problems is syria that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> but you know what mate i mean you you say that and I, I again i think i think you know a lot of chelsea supporters are level-headed enough to know that you know <coughs> 
I, I don't. I, you know, look. At the end of the day, I, I love sporting Chelsea. I, I, I love uh, the friends and the camaraderie that goes around that, and the drinking before and after. And that's what I've always loved most. I, I especially love winning all the time, like we are now. But I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that that's not always the way. I, I don't. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't care who the manager is and, and what he does and how he behaves. You know, if, if I think he has an affinity and a bond for the club, which I, I think Mourinho does, and if I think he's the best in the world, that works for me. So you can, you can, you can, you know, gob off at the media and do foul things as much as you like, because I really don't care. Do you, do you think that one of the problems has been the, the lack of transfer? Yes, I do. At the beginning of the I do. Because, because um, uh, somebody said um, on, on um, the radio, I think, that they, they were in for uh, Martial and they even failed to get, get mm. him. They were after a striker. And the madness of buying Falcao, who I'm afraid we've all... We didn't buy, we, did we? He's on loan. No, well, yeah. sorry, all right. Sorry, we're no, well, that was... Yeah, yeah. No, because the people, yeah, people say that. And actually, I think, I think it was a reasonable gamble, to be honest. Because just, it failed. For yeah. a third striker. Yeah. For yeah. a third striker. Yeah. But, but on reflection, it's what's been happening. Oh, it, it, is, it hasn't worked Piss well, poor recruitment has over the summer. Piss it has been, yeah. Michael Hector. Yeah, I know, the bizarreness. And we also, why why haven't they... I mean, I might, this is the thing that Andy approved of that I mentioned. Why 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 haven't they they brought? Um, why wasn't um, was it Callas given a given a go for was it Barra? Christensen and and yeah and in, well he wasn't Solanke. terrific. So Bamford. Solanke, Solanke Bamford. was very Baker. well. Bamford's another. Why why no, weren't no, they no, given no, an one opportunity? At a time, so why weren't they given? My my dilemma about Solanke was that in the Youth Cup final he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, his first touch was terrible. Yeah. And you wonder whether that's the, that's the the problem is somebody sees him Jose sees him play really badly in one game and says. He's not ready, mm. um, or whether he was nervous or whatever. But uh, that, that's well, the that's, dilemma with the, with the, still with, the with the youth. But you, you just think, why why didn't you know City um, made some huge marquee signings, and th- and that's that's also relevant because well, once if they want to maintain, I, I've heard about the I, brand and the business. The I've, business I've heard why, yeah. and and it's it's arrogance and it's complacency, and they generally just thought we were so far ahead of everybody else last season that they just thought we didn't need to bother, yeah. and that's criminal if true, and and. My coda or my caveat on that is that, it, I mean, it, you know, it has to be honest. It looks like they're going to, they, they've, uh, you know, in fact, in, in many respects, I think this is what's stopped Jose getting the sack because I think they, they know, admitted they own, know that they are equally culpable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they do sack him right before his time is due, and frankly, I would give him this season. I wouldn't sack him at all. I would yeah. give him this season yeah. to turn it around. But if they do sack him, I'm sorry, mate. Where's the support for Jose been? from the top you know if you're the chairman of the club you should be putting your neck above the parapet too but uh, the, per- the, the first person up against the wall in terms of being fired should be Michael Emanalo because he's the guy who's supposed to be instrumental in yeah. I mean he's certainly the one that was instrumental in bringing Baba in and Papi you know all lost well, in the, all more lost in the transfer market I can no longer shop happily <laughs> I went in for that special offer Papi Jijabodjali whatever his name is <laughs> apparently Mourinho went to the club in April and said these are my targets we need these he could foresee what was happening yeah. he said three players or four players we need these players and we didn't get them you know can I say as well when you're talking about other people being responsible that across the board in the summer it was just a catastrophic failure at every level you can't single out Mourinho and fire Mourinho you had a ridiculous pre-season it's been very pear shaped well it? they turned up late they had a 
what one game and then they went abroad and mm. then they got flown all over the world yeah, the signings but weren't made early if you look at where the success the came from the year yeah. before where yeah. they didn't go swanning around the world looking to make loads of money mm. from these games mm. in America and the Far East they didn't they got their business done early they bought the right players they didn't throw money away on rubbish that we didn't really need and we just reversed <laughs> all of that this year There's a really, a, a really good point actually on here for Joe the Blue and he's absolutely right I mean I should clarify what I said I think if they fire Joe Jose Mourinho before his time is due then I think Bruce Buck and, and Emanalo need to take a look at themselves in the mirror but he's made a really good point saying agree on Emanalo but clearly we all want to scapegoat but at the end of the day the players need to get it done on the pitch quite right too and I think we were saying on well I think we've been saying for the last three or four shows that actually you know up till now player power has won and the manager's gone but actually I think it's about time we need to say no the manager's not going anywhere if you don't like it you can go so if the players are unperforming they can go and it's really interesting I read again in the papers today that uh, Jose really wants to have a clear out mm-hmm. and get rid of some of the troublemakers well amen to that but you is, know yeah. well, I mean, is, is that likely to be true or is that who just knows? rubbish we don't well? know do we I no. said you know that's yeah. a rumour but you know if, if it's true I wholeheartedly support that's it that's the kind of thing that you know as a, a journalist you think what can I say about yeah, them that hasn't been said before can I just say as well Benny the Blue just said as well and when I say across the board I include players in that he's yeah. just come up and said that Costa and Hazard were fat yes they were and I think in terms of unacceptable this summer the players not coming back fit and ready to go and, and Zach said the most sensible post I've seen on Mixler for years which is Chidge for manager perhaps I'd take it like a shot and I wouldn't do it have, I, I wouldn't I would accept less than 8 million a year too I'd could, be cheap could I be your um, you can be, Rui, you can be my Rui Ferrer yeah, yeah. yeah you can Dan can be my Steve Holland oh fantastic <laughs> and Andy Andy, Andy can be, be Eva Canero Andy can be Eva Canero <laughs> 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 he's got he's got medical history. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's yeah, be honest. He knows, he knows, yeah. All right. Um, okay. I think uh, just before I want to obviously want to talk about Bobby Campbell because uh, he, he you know he yeah. go a lot of history with the club and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, talking of rumours, Jonathan, there's been some hilarious ones uh, in the in the papers at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Apparently, any one of Rogers, Ancelotti, and Robbie Di Matteo yeah, and Di Matteo, hang on, I haven't finished. Yes, the, let me get let me for? get to the end of the list. No, sorry, uh, yeah. Rogers, Ancelotti, Robbie. Uh, Hiddink are being lined up as a caretaker interim manager and Simeone's being sounded out uh, as the long-term replacement in the summer. What absolute bollocks. You can't have Simeone. You can't have his ugly face and no. And he's Argentinian and he's got Beckham sent off and I ain't forgiving him for and that. Gary Wilson said earlier he'd rather have Ted Rogers. And <laughs> 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 they play the famous 3-2-1 yeah, system. Yeah. Absolutely. But where's, where's the rumours about having Rafa back? I will kill people. <laughs> there will be death on the streets of Stamford Bridge if Rafa ever shows his face at my when club the, again. When that story came out that he was coming to Chelsea on Twitter, I actually sent The Guardian. I said a note saying this is terrible journalism. You should be ashamed of yourself making this up. Whereupon he appeared. So you never know. But, so we uh, may see Brendan Rodgers this way. We may very, see him there next week. The club have very oh. little concern for You'll supporters. see his teeth coming before him. You, you would indeed. Uh, all I can, say, all I can say, I said this on Twitter earlier. I will repeat it on the show tonight. But if the unthinkable happens and idiot Brendan Brenda Rogers turns up at Chelsea in any capacity then I just look forward to a collective uh, 42,000 for a singing version of the tranny song to yes, welcome yeah. him he just yes. needs to go yes. somewhere and have his little midlife crisis in peace all right well, I, I refuse to, to, to talk about uh, rumors of managers because it's just like bollocks you know anyway right now more importantly let's talk about a manager who really really mattered um, but it was very very, very sad to hear uh, I can't remember what it was now. Was it Friday? I, Friday, yeah, yeah, that... got, I saw a tweet earlier in the week saying he was really poorly. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Uh, Rob Beasley yeah. tweeted. <coughs> yeah, but um, 
basically, uh, Bobby Campbell passed away very sadly. And of course, Bobby was our manager for what about three years? Just short. Sure, End of the yeah. 80s, uh, beginning of the 90s, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And of course, I think didn't he take over? He took over the season. He took over from that idiot uh, Ernie Wally. Well, no, he took a field. Well, he no, he that took o- he took over from Ernie he Wally. Right, he took it? over from Ernie Wally, yeah. who everybody despises. Uh, and then eventually they sacked Hollands as well, and he took over as the manager from Holland, uh, Hollands, but couldn't stop us going down that season. But I remember that season so well because I was starting to go a little bit more oh, regularly, yeah. and, and, and it was a great season. And we were absolutely shocking for about the f- funnily well, we enough had, had, first twelve games, the first six games we had the ban after yeah. the Middlesbrough game, yeah. and then as soon as we got back to seventeen, eighteen thousand, <coughs> it all kicked off. And was it Graham Roberts and Peter Graham Nicholas? Roberts, yeah, yeah, well, he yeah. brought Graham Roberts in, didn't he? And Peter Nicholas. And Peter Nicholas. And Roberts got right. eighteen penalties yeah. that season. Gave Cundy his debut, so it wasn't awful. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, we loved Jason. Well, we loved Jason at the time, we, and David Lee, Bobby Stewart. Bobby Stewart, Damien Matthew, yeah, yeah, that yeah. game at Man United away yeah. when he put all the Besson, kids. He got Besson. He got Besson to drop down a league and play for yeah. us as well, didn't he? From Newcastle. You yeah. know, we won the four members cup. Yeah. You do know, we, do we go? In those days, that was very big for us. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, but I remember it. I, that 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 uh, championship winning. I mean, that was. I think we got the record points, didn't we? Ninety nine. Ninety nine points. Yeah. When that. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, we played yeah. some good football and, and, and we went back up. And I mean, I think the interesting point, I mean, Dan, Dan Levine made this point as well, actually, that, uh, you know, he brought us back up to the top flight that season mm. and we've been there ever since, yeah. uh, which, is a, which is an interesting point. It worries me that I saw every home game and lots of the away games and I can't remember anything about the season at all. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah. Jonathan, I mean, one of the reasons why, obviously, you're so welcome on the show tonight is that we wanted to pick your brains about the uh, era of Bobby Campbell, yeah, who yeah. apparently came in after Ian Porterfield. Yeah, apparently he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it completely yeah, wrong. Yeah. Move a little, little bit forward. No, we'll in a second. I'm ashamed. That's why. Yeah. No, but okay. For those of you who are about to complain to me that uh, the mics have gone very quiet on Jonathan, it's not. He's basically feeling ashamed. I'm just He's speaking very quietly. Yeah. But no, Bobby Campbell. Uh, you know, decent chap. I mean, have you got any particular memories of Bobby Campbell? I met him at the training ground. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I used to go. Give us a game, Bobby. Give us yeah, a game. He was just a really nice guy, and also you used to be able to see him walking around. He was right a lot, didn't he? Yeah, he went to he sat in the East End middle from time to time. Yeah. I just think he was I, he my was, butler to speak to him. He just always appeared a good manager. That season we got promoted it was a brilliant season. I mean some of the football was fantastic. They were they were twenty well, games unbe- unbeaten. They shouldn't from, have gone down the season before it well, was no, ridiculous. We, we pissed off and the they, 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 they we? were head and shoulders above every other yeah. team in the I mean, yeah. middles were beat us two yeah. nil and that, I think they got a late second goal which killed us and then yeah. they played like one ten at Stanford Bridge and then we all kicked off and we got the sixth game. Yes. Stadium ban. I think we lost to Blackburn the first game of the season, I remember. Weirdly, I think we lost to Blackburn and we were fighting them all the way for um, promotion yes. that season. Yes, I think I remembered. Yeah, it was a, it was a good season because my, what I've been, 16 that season. Awesome. Remember? Sheffield Wednesday, 3 3, wasn't it? Oh, that was that the following season. Can't remember. When Graham Stewart scored that wonder goal. Remember I remember that? the I remember the goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. From, Suddenly it's come yeah. back. Suddenly it's 3 3. Yeah. I think Graham Stewart yeah. ran. Good memories of. You know any good memories of Bobby Campbell? No, you met him? Not a single one. In, in the East Upper? Yeah, yeah, he's very, very friendly, as, as you said now. Mm. Very, very accessible. Now, it's, I, really, I do like, I, I like football's old managers to be first. I mean, I've sort of met Glenn Hoddle in Paris last year. Mm. Fantastic. Really? Sort of, yeah. Really? Yeah, Everyone just ask him a question. Really, really, really friendly. Talk football for about five minutes. No way. Yeah. I, I thought, God, you're a, that's a good chap, isn't it? Wow. Well done. And also, he obviously had, Abramovich obviously took him into his inner circle he did didn't he and he was very close to Raymond I mean the only I mean I, I met Bobby Campbell as well actually and it, I can't remember it was after a game or something I don't know but I was walking down um, Fulham Road 
you know where the bus stop is in between the Stanford and the Britannia Gate? Yeah. It was just near Barbarella's. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Bobby had just come out of Barbarella's. Maybe not. Um, but I bumped into him there and I said, oh, hello, it's Bobby Campbell, isn't it? You know, he shook him, had a nice little chat with him. He was just a really lovely guy and he was happy to sit there and talk. A big smile on his face, you know, yeah. just really lovely bloke. And the interesting thing is I've heard uh, from a lot of people um, since Friday, a lot of them on Twitter saying that actually he had a real reputation for a really lovely, lovely bloke. So it's very sad, isn't it? Yeah. And I think a really important part of the club's history, you know, that was a special, very special time for me. I was living in Lots Road at the time. Yeah. You know, it was all good. Happy days. So, uh, rest in peace, uh, Bobby Campbell, apart from Alex, who might like to add anything to that? Nope. You know who Bobby Campbell is, of course, don't you, Alex? I do, but I don't have any memories. Okay, now that's perfectly <laughs> right not to have any memories. I don't have any memories at all after the Liverpool game, funnily enough, <laughs> because uh, I went to the pub and... I went to the pub and uh, apparently I got back and uh, I, 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 I mumbled something to my good lady wife who said, I think you probably should have something to eat. And I kind of went, Mmm-mm. and she said, what do you want? I said, and, and anyway, she ordered some uh, takeaway. And by the time that it had arrived, it was apparently very quickly, she went to find me. I'd, I'd wandered off to the bedroom and she found me face down on the bed. Uh, I'd managed to get my jeans and my shoes off. But there was, there was I in my socks and my pants and my Chelsea shirt, face down on the bed, immovable, dead drunk, basically. <laughs> and when I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, as you do, uh, I couldn't remember how I'd got home from the pub, which is a bit alarming. So I know what you mean. But I think I think for different reasons. Um, right, OK. Um, I think we might wrap that part up. But as I said, RIP Bobby Campbell, uh, much missed, and uh, you know gave us all some happy memories. Now, after the break, we'll be talking to Alex and Andrew all about their book, Over Land and Sea, Chelsea FC in the Great War. We'll see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back. I am Sanford Chidge and uh, you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, I can't remember too many times that this has happened on this show, but um, we've actually had a sub. Uh, Dan, Dan, is, it's, a t- it's what I would call a tactical substitution. I mean, it's almost, it's almost a, um, a blood sub from uh, from rugby because um, he, he, he'll return. Oh, he made it. Yeah. Good. Well, that's all right. I'm like Matic from a couple of weeks ago. You brought well, me on. Uh, I'm going to sub you back. Yeah. I'm going to let myself down badly. So you get and, uh, 20 minutes yeah. and then kicked okay. out again. Yeah. Well, right now I'm, I'm quite happy to call it a tactical substitution because we've now got Andrew, the lovely Andrew Holmes with us uh, around the table to join me and uh, Alex and, of course, Mr. Kidd. Uh, really to talk about Alex and Andrew's fantastic book, which is called Overland and Sea, Chelsea FC in the Great War, uh, which basically, uh, I mean, how on earth one can sum it up in, in a sentence, but it basically examines how one club, i.e. Chelsea, participated in the most savage uh, conflict the world had ever seen, i.e. the Great War. So I'm going to ask Andrew first, because uh, we haven't heard from him so far, um, but how did, how did the idea for the book come about, mate? Um, it's all came, sort of evolved through social media, really. There was a sort of um, an interest. So each chapter's 140 characters <laughs> yeah. long, right? It'd be a lot easier if it was, to be honest. <laughs> Very quick. Oh, Very quick. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, good. No, there was um, there was some sort of documents that came up to do with Chelsea and the First World War. There was some sort of there was a requirement to identify some footballers, mm. uh, some football supporters who had been named in the program around Christmas 1914. Um, and so we started from that initial list, which we researched all of them. Alex, how many were on there originally? 17, 18? I think basically it came about because I had another book coming out, didn't I? And the marketing manager for the publisher heard us waffling on about this list and Chelsea. And he's actually a West Ham fan. Boo. Boo. But um, he, he said, please call this commissioning editor and talk to him about this because I think it will make a good book. So actually we have a West Ham thank to thank for this. Well, there we go. Nice to kind of, you know, nick something from them. Mind you, they don't really nick anything from us, do they? We've actually, we nick things from them all the time, <laughs> don't we? Joe Cole, Frank Lampard, to name but two. But there you go. Sorry. I've got quite a lot of mates who are Hammers fans, actually. I quite like them in a kind of perverted sort of way. But the Hammers, <laughs> not the friends. I don't oh, digress. As long as they don't talk about football. Uh, no, they're quite funny <coughs> when they talk about football, West Ham oh, fans. Yeah, they get really mental about it and they just lose all sense of perspective. Which I, kind did, of like. I was at the West Ham game and the bloke next to me was a standing you know, Chelsea fan, obviously, with his arms folded like that, big bloke like that. Nothing, no response to anything at all that was going on in the game at all. And then when we scored, he went completely bizarre. <laughs> Quality. And, and grabbed his, his son next to him and started grabbing me, for God's Quality sake. I was bounced up and down. It's because I was about half his size. Yeah. Man probably. love from people who don't know football when you score is an absolute prerequisite. Yeah, That's I why I go. It's being manhandled is the problem. Oh. Right? You're so sensitive. It doesn't work quite the same way when you're a girl and you come away with unexplained bruises with, on your Without interrupting, I mean, we've done it already. Poor old <laughs> Andrew's he's had a minute and we've already gone off, off, <laughs> off topic. But actually, it's really funny you say that because when... On those rare occasions I've been at football ground when there's been a lovely lady next to me and I get to that moment when we score and I do, I'm a terrible kind of hug somebody you don't know yeah. in celebration. And I kind of like, and I look, and I, and I kind of stop halfway. It's like, hang on, this might be like really inappropriate, yeah. you know. Might be assault. Came away from Old Trafford Could from be. that, um, <coughs> you know the game where we all wrapped up the title at Old Trafford mm. um, with an inexplicable handprint on my arse. <laughs> 
Don't know who it came from. Did you have it? No kind of, idea. Did you have it tested at the police station? <laughs> no. Did you know it happened? Not until I got home. Oh, was right. like, well, clearly someone had a good feel oh, when no. we scored. Somebody, somebody actually copped a feel. No, it's quite usual. I mean, when we no were, way. we went to Upton Park, actually, we didn't tell our parents and sort of snuck off there sometime yeah. in the 90s. And uh, my friend Sharon has quite a large chest. And we were underage at the time, however. And some guy just grabbed them when we scored. No way. Yeah. Totally well, now, shameless. See, now, now, I, now I'm feeling utterly vindicated in my restraint when I'm celebrating and there's a lo- lovely lady next to me. You know, it was quite funny actually because it happened the other week and there were two very, very, very pretty girls sat next to me, and and, and I had that. I kind of looked at them. Oh, no, and I went the other way and there was a really ugly bloke for me to hug and I felt a lot better because of that. <laughs> so there we go. Anyway, we digress massively, massively, massively. Ended um, up on boobs. We have, I know. But <laughs> so last time we did a podcast, your bruised arse story came out. Did it really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, oh. You mean this is non-exclusive? I'm mortified. Johnny beat yeah. you to it. Yeah. I'm mortified. Actually, that's, I'm glad that's a good link. You brought Johnny in because Johnny Dyer, as we know him, Jurgen Klopp or the Kaiser, yeah. uh, of course, the one of the Supremos. We've got one of them in the house tonight, actually. Tony Glover's listening at the moment on Mixler. But um, Jonathan uh, was quite involved with this book, was he, was he not? Uh, yeah, Johnny was. Um, I suppose there's uh, another lady called Leslie Blacklaws who we should give a thank you to as well. Yep. Um, we spent hours and days and weeks at the archives printing off war diaries. Um, For some of the most like mundane units you could possibly imagine. Yeah. How excited we were when we found out that we'd located the 5th Divisional Supply Train at the National Archives. It was momentous. Wow. So, uh, and all of these documents had to be transcribed yeah, and yeah. typed up. Uh, and Johnny did quite a lot, and Leslie helped out as well. And mm. Johnny's helping out on the the next time. Dave was a bit, he was a bit like a runner on a production. If you've ever done TV, you'll know what a runner is. Well, his yeah. official title is Map and Folder Boy, because when we go Boy, over there to I do like No, actually, yeah. it's Map and Folder Bitch, but you're just oh, trying okay. to be nice <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it on the air. You know, we need someone to hold the map and the folder, because we're too busy doing very important and the Star Wars umbrella. I'm glad he helped in some yeah. small way. Um... Okay, I mean, so how long did this book take to, to put together from... Because, I mean, it strikes me, it, you know, a, a book like that, you know, is really research-intensive. So that's got to take some time, surely. I mean, it took... We went through 1,700 names just to narrow down or try and narrow down who the Chelsea fans were in the Footballers' Battalion. So it was, but we did it in 10 months, maybe? 10 I think so. Months? Yeah, it sort of blurred into... Into the ether, really. See, when you get to the end, you start to lose the will to live with it. Yeah. And it's a bit it like this show. Start yeah. putting fans together then for to, uh, to as part of the battalions, as well as having the, the lads' brigades. Did they do this? Uh, uh, well, do this with the with the with the football. Do you want to go into the footballers' battalion? Yeah, I mean, Alex may talk about football's response to the war after. But this. why don't we start chronologically? Because I mean, I was going to kick off with you know really because I, I find it, I mean obviously I, I love military history and and particularly the Great War. Um, but of course, you know, in nineteen was it nineteen fourteen? Chelsea in the Khaki Cup final. Fifteen. Fifteen. Right. Which well, I always, <coughs> which is probably a good place to start because, of course, I do I do know that there was uh, a lot of umbrage uh, politically in the country about a lot of the. I mean, kind of kind of split camps really. Those that thought that sports should be carrying on. Of course, remember at that time, a lot of people in nineteen fourteen thought it was going to be over by Christmas. So why should we stop our sport? And of course, those thinking, no, 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 we need our our fit young men who are playing football and cricket to go and get shot, you know, on the Western Front. So, I mean, what was the context at the beginning of the war in terms of Chelsea and the war? 
Well, when we went into researching this, obviously we knew about the negative, and I don't think either of us had an opinion on whether or not it was right or wrong to carry on playing football. And I definitely came out on the side of they were completely justified in carrying on until the end right. of the season. Why, why so? Economic reasons, um, contractual reasons. The players were signed up year by year at that time, weren't they? Mm. Um, and they'd already started. Um, I think the chairman of Millwall did a study of how much money would go from the economy if you suddenly stopped the football season in the middle. Also, had they all gone and joined the army that exact day, they couldn't be processed anyway. At the time, the war office were flailing around with hundreds of thousands of men trying to process them into Kitchener's When, 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 troops, did, the, when so did the big sign-up happen? When did, September 14. So actually, what happened was, war was declared and people just flocked yeah. to join up. Football took a complete beating for everybody still going to games and um, crowds were reduced. Um, but yeah, even if they had all joined the army, there was no way... There was, Pretty much, there was no need for any more recruits at the time. They it, couldn't be processed. I mean, it was, to a certain extent, slightly class-based as it well. It was, yeah. And, I uh, mean, most footballers were uneducated men. Quite a lot. I mean, there's a couple of guys that we've got that came out of the pits to play football for us by our other clubs. Mm. Um, they didn't earn that much. So mm. they couldn't buy themselves out of their contracts. Whereas rugby and cricket that stopped straight away, they were all amateurs. Mm. They were all solicitors accountants if they got wounded they could probably come back and carry on doing their job in some way shape or form okay. yeah. if you're a footballer that's going to be quite difficult and yeah. what you're saying is that a footballer the standard wage for football is about four pounds a week at the time you're asking them to take a shilling a week in the army at a point where the army can't actually cope with any more recruits and they'd just be sent to sit at home anyway so why would they do that but there was there was a lot of negativity around it and the clubs tried to do with it, they weren't going to stop the league, uh, so they tried to do things to help. They'd have um, charity collections at games. They would help with the propaganda and have recruitment drives. Yeah. I mean, clubs were sending thousands in from collections at games, so they wow. were raising money in. So, like, combined, the league in a weekend would... I mean, Chelsea, I think, in the first couple of months of war, said they sent £700 to the Prince of Wales Relief Fund. Wow. So that wouldn't be going in. And then someone pointed out that if you stop football and everybody who's employed by football is suddenly out of a job, then where are they going to go to the Prince mm. of Wales Relief Fund but, for I mean, money? But, I mean, you know, to be fair, I mean, I know that everybody's swamped in September, but, I mean, you know, uh, life for at least in you know, a good six months to a year of the war <coughs> kind of went on as normal because that that, that attitude while it'll be over soon was still very prevalent it wasn't really until you get to kind of mid-1915 I think that people sort of thought oh my god this is gonna go on forever I think recruits started slowing down yeah. again in November and there's actually there's a complete lull in slagging football off when there's too many recruits and then when they dry up they start again Mm. Okay, so right, what's the, I mean, you know, obviously it, it, it's it's really the book's really about the story of of Chelsea, I would imagine, and Chelsea's fans and players in particular in terms of you know what what happened in the Great War for them, right? So you know, I, mean, I can't remember which one of you was who mentioned the football battalion, but it's something that I've heard a, a fair amount of, and they've got a, a wonderful um, there's a there's a, um, a a big memorial to them, isn't there, Andrew? There's uh, two the actually. There's one one in the village of Longueval, and there's one that's more specifically to do with the Clapton Orient or Leighton Orient players that's five minutes up the road in yeah. Fleurs. But the footballers' battalion came about. It was um, it was actually put together by two politicians, and it had the support of the FA, and it was sort of put to get put together with the idea of because football wasn't stopping, but it would generate some more positive publicity around football. 
So originally they planned, didn't they, to have a, a Chelsea company and a Clapton Orient company, and they didn't quite get that far. But so I mean, but didn't it? Did it I mean, I, no. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what, the, the football battalion kind of there's a there's a Middlesex connection, isn't there? Somewhere? It is. It's actually the seventeenth. The first footballers battalion is the seventeenth battalion of the Middlesex regiment, yeah. and there was another footballers battalion, which was the twenty third battalion of the Middlesex regiment. So yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? Why why so London centric? Um, I don't know because it was the first meeting to kind of put it together and yeah. to say that should we address it by this by doing a powers battalion was actually held it was Chelsea that instigated was it, it really Clapton Orion and Millwall I think at the first meeting wow. and then the next meeting a lot more London clubs came so it was very London centric and I think when the FA started trying to help with recruitment they went up to the River Trent and no further Interesting. Mm. Well, why, why, why so? Why didn't they go further north? Because well, a lot of the PALS regiments were further north, weren't they? Because actually there was lots of agreements in place with things like the War Office. So yeah. they're a Middlesex regiment. They're training in West London right. and around about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the agreement was that they would still be allowed to go home at the weekends and mm. play for their clubs and fulfil their contracts. So you can't So you see, you know, in, in my head, you mm. see, what I really want to believe to be true is that the football battalion were involved in the um, infamous 1914 Christmas Day truce where they all played football, although it didn't really happen. No. No, they didn't. didn't <laughs> they didn't get, get there until a year later. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the whole idea of the, of the Christmas truce football match, which nobody seems to be able to definitively say happened or not, actually, to be more fair. I, I believe, based on evidence that came to light last year, that it did happen a, a bit further south of Eton. Unfortunately, there was no evidence to connect anything to do with Chelsea yeah. to it. We did look. No, it. and uh, when I say south of Eep, um people people may or may not know. Yeah. There's a place called Plug Street, which is just south yeah, yeah, of Eep, yeah. and FIFA last year uh, put up this new memorial. That's right. I remember the news about it. Yeah, there's a chap on Twitter called Tough Gilliam, who's an expert on the Christmas truce and I think they invited him out uh, to pick his brains about this memorial and I think one of the things he said is you do realise where you're putting that memorial no fo- the, Chris- the football that's where it fo- happened the, the football didn't happen there. and they sort of said well thank you we for we had coming. a good chuckle and anyway, about memorial you go to the memorial now there, and it is in the place where the football didn't so happen and it's got Platini's name on it six times in different languages <laughs> which sort of tells you really what it's commemorating well, exactly, rather than exactly I know uh, I mean, as I said, in my, in my own head, I really want it to be true, uh, but only if we beat Germany. You know, I wouldn't be so keen for it to have happened had we lost. <laughs> I mean, you know, the interesting thing is I, 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 got a, I actually got a TV series commissioned uh, by Sky um, before the 2006 World Cup in Germany, where we were going to do a, a kind of a, a political, social football documentary on all of Germany and England's big clashes. And we were going to start with the First World War and the Christmas truce match that never happened. And we we're obviously going to talk about the, the famous one in Berlin in 36, where the England team had to do the Hitler salute. And, and, and then, you know, the proper big matches. So, you know, the World Cups, obviously, and all of that. And uh, we, we, this was the working title for this programme was called Two World Wars and One World Cup. Right, and they didn't bat an eye. They didn't. I mean, I, we did it as a joke, <laughs> you know, because of the song, obviously. But they didn't bat an eye, and they were going to roll with this. And actually, the only reason it didn't get made was because a new head of the channel came in, and he wanted it to go in a completely different direction. He tore up the contract, which was kind of odd. I mean, we got that far; we had contracts. So we, I very nearly made a program 
about England's clashes with Germany called Two World Wars and One World Cup. I'd have died a happy man had I got that through. There we go. Anyway, we digress. Tell me some specifics about the Chelsea involvement uh, in, in the Great War. Um, one thing that we found was that Chelsea and Clapton Orient were the biggest contributors to the ranks of fans joining the footballers. So, because it's fans, not just players. Yeah, so yeah. The, the selling point was come and serve with your hero wow. in the army. Um, and Fight like your fans, yeah. or apart from it was the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they, I mean, they estimated at Chelsea that about 120 fans went through the club office offering their services. Wow. And, was um, there a footballer with them in the, uh, in the battalions? As, as a there lure? were three number Chelsea players associated yeah. with the footballers' <coughs> battalions. I mean, there were a number of, I mean, yeah. Vivian Woodward, who's one of our most successful players, was commissioned as an officer That's right. into the battalion. Yeah. And then you get things later on, like in the Battle of Gillimont on the, in August 16, the guy who went out to check the wire the night before the attack was a guy called Tommy Barber, who scored the winning goal for Villa in the 1912 Cup final. So things like that are completely unimaginable yeah. to sort yeah. of modern sensibilities. Yeah. But as, as the battalion got more and more established, you did get players coming in from clubs from further north. Arthur yeah. Wildman is one. He was with Luton by that point, but mm. Chelsea associations who came in later on. Um, I think in the interest of balance, it's only fair that I point out that there was one Liverpool player in the footballers' battalion. I think also, well, I think also in also in the interest in the interest of balance, yeah, he was banned from playing football because he was involved in match fixing. No way. Yeah, to the extent that the army wouldn't even let him play games as part representing the footballers' battalion. This is the club that's morally superior to us in every way, shape, (coughs) and form. It is. Who, of course, uh, I think our first win in the league was against Liverpool. Am I right? Andy knows things like this. I think it was. I think our first league victory was against Liverpool. And I think. 1905, you mean? Yeah. And I think that they, uh, their first appearance in the cup was only a year, it was was about two or three years before we appeared in the Khaki Cup final, which is what we talked about a minute ago. Uh, we were supposed to be relegated after that last season before before the war went on hiatus. 13, 14 or 14, 15? 14, 15. Yeah. And the reason we didn't was because of a load of match-fixing scandal, which meant that we stayed up somehow. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, because we were clean. We don't do that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, if you got some... I mean, you know, who are the kind of the, the, the famous or, or players that people might know who... who I mean, Vic, Vivian Woodburn's, a, a, you know, most people will have heard of, of, mm. of him. And I, I, even I, I knew that he'd, he'd been commissioned as an officer. But are there any others that people might know about? Can I just say about Woodward, I love the fact that he left Spurs telling them he was retiring and then came to play for us instead. Good man. Yeah, <laughs> so we like him. Yeah, there we go. I mean, he the, saw the light, obviously. I think when you're talking about players, but one thing we really, really wanted to do was make this about fans as well and how many Chelsea fans went to war. And actually, I think the stories that came out, the fan stories were almost, I think, better. Were they really? Yeah. So, so go on then. Do you want to go, Jerem? What should we do? Do you want me to do Goddard first? Oh, yeah, do Goddard, because he deserves <clears> to have like a drinking trophy named after him. The, 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 what was slightly unusual about the, foot, the people who signed up the Footballers Battalion, they were all from, <coughs> they're all from sort of Fulham. And then the training centre for the Footballers Battalion was at White City. So it's, right. it's almost on their patch. Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. If you've signed up anywhere else, you could have been shunted by train hours away and then put in tents in the middle of nowhere. But, <coughs> We noticed that the fans who signed up, there was a bit of a disciplinary problem while they were in training. <laughs> the war office made the grave mistake of letting all these Chelsea fans out at the weekends. And funnily enough, they didn't always come back. Well, our, and, our, and our favourite one was a chap called William Goddard. Um, and he'd, he'd already committed a number of indiscretions. So on this particular occasion, 
he was confined to barracks, which meant you're not allowed to leave barracks for a fixed, mm -hmm. fixed number of days. But on this night, I mean, if you look at his charge sheet, he was charged with breaking out of barracks, getting drunk, Swearing at an officer on return, urinating in an inappropriate place. Yeah. He's done the whole lot. You can almost you can see, see his the night, night out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. busts out. I can out. almost see the pubs he was in and out of. Yeah, he busts out, gets twatted, comes back, kicks off at the uh, NCO that catches him, and then pisses somewhere inappropriate. Lovely. Good yeah. man. So Classic Chelsea yeah. fan behaviour. We like My him. dad did that. Did he? Yeah, in the war, and he was a Chelsea fan. What, pissed somewhere inappropriate? Yeah, and got arrested. Did he really? Lo yeah. Yeah, loads of them did it. There's yeah. Chelsea fans all over the place weeing in okay. weird places. Maybe there was no toilets was in White City. They had to break out. So. No, maybe, it, maybe it's because it was White City. <laughs> yeah. One of Keep ours in up. Mesopotamia got done for weeing on a lorry, didn't he? He did. What, yeah. what, while he was on the lorry or weeing as the lorry went Up past? against the wheel, I think. I thought that was allowed. I yeah. thought that was the only area you were allowed to, to wee. No, that's, that's still... Do you know, actually, taxi drivers are still entitled by law to get out and urinate on the driver's side of their cabs. A black cab driver could do that and they wouldn't be breaking a law. No way. Yeah. Right, so what was the other one? It was Goddard and... Um, I really like Cecil Dean, who was already in the army. Yeah. Um, and... The stories that his dad used to take he and his brother to matches and his dad was career army and had retired by the time the war started so Cecil was already in um, served at first eat came was one of only about 100 Irish guards that came through that without something being blown off or wow. anything bad happening to him um, he was then at Festibear in 1915 and there's all, there's a letter from him where he says about he he loves the fact that football is continuing because um it's always great to get the results and then actually when he's killed his dad goes back in and i think in all by the end of the war william dean chelsea fan we salute you because he'd done something like 44 years in the army um he was oh too old but then when we needed experienced ncos because there weren't any because they were all dying mm. he was allowed back in and he served randomly with a Welsh battalion on the Somme and then went into the Labour Corps and yet 44 years did he survive? he did good man mm. so, so I mean you know generally how many uh, I mean you know was there a really good take up <laughs> by Chelsea fans? Uh, yeah with Clapton Orient those two were the biggest in terms of the fans? yeah right and how many of our players served compared to the others I think but, it was a bit um, lower wasn't it I mean it was proportionately I say we're about in the middle we didn't mm. we're not the biggest contributors to the mm. war effort like everybody talks about hearts and their whole team going it's, off and, but we're not the smallest we did it in a sort of piecemeal fashion as yeah, well I think, I think uh, in um, all seven or eight associated with the footballers battalion across the war yeah mm. I mean the initial meeting when I think eight or nine Clapton Orient players and about just slightly less than that Brighton players signed up I think we had three at yeah. that point so mm. we did we did all right Right, you guys. Um, uh, before I, I, you know, get you to reveal the most important thing of your twenty-five minute chat about your book, which is where you can get it, um, and how much. Uh, what about you in Chelsea? When, I mean, how long have you been supporting Chelsea, Andrew? Um, I've been supporting since nineteen seventy-eight. Um, I, I grew up in the Midlands near Derby. I did. Uh, Alex is going to point it out. I did support Derby for six months when I was six, six. months. Yeah, and then they uh, would have been kind of still quite good then, wouldn't they? Well, better than we were. Anyway, yeah. well, well, that I, wouldn't have been hard. Though. I do respect <laughs> you for switching to Chelsea and that you probably got the crap kicked out of you at school for doing it. Yeah. But nobody up there knew who it was. I'm surprised, it was you, I'm surprised you didn't leap off to Forest actually at that time. Well, I had followed, a, I, followed I had a sort of, I had a, uh, the sort of the son of my friend's parents who's my babysitter. He's only a few years older than me, and he was like quite. I thought he was quite cool, sort of thing. 
and he was a uh, he, he used to babysit for me in one week he said look if you take all those derby posters down I'll bring you some Chelsea ones next week <laughs> so I put in them up and it's people like Kenny Swain and Clive oh, Allen yeah, yeah, yeah. and people like that and uh, so I supported them ever since but it was interesting you talking about Bobby Campbell because being sort of stranded in the Midlands yeah, with no yeah, internet yeah. And that was back in the day when the newspapers didn't have yeah, supplements. And, you know, right. you got match reports from about four or five games. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you're in the second division, you've got no hope no, of getting any of those. That's right. So the only information I had for about my, the first five or six years on supporting Chelsea was just sort of the printed results in my dad's yeah. papers on a Sunday <laughs> and Monday. You, yeah. you sat in a hovel with no you, electricity, you, you supping gravy. You wouldn't have got the big match either because you would have been getting the Midlands version with, what's that wonderful, Hugh Johns. Yeah. They used to do the middle one, Gerald Sinstat. You would be getting that. And, of course, West Brom were really good at that time, so it would have been them every week. And if it wasn't, it would have been Forrest. Because I was down here, you know, I would get... At the big match, you'd always get the LWT feeds. you get Brian Moore doing all... I mean, the great thing about um, football on TV in those days, particularly the big match, was that they'd show... You know, the second division match would be, like, top billing, and they wouldn't give a shit, you know. And invariably, it was Chelsea. So it was great. It was, that's how I used to first get into it, you know, in the deep dark of Hampshire but there you go so what was your first game the first game I went to was Derby it was away at Derby and it was was it like an away home match for you it was yeah, yeah. Um, Pride Park no it would have been the no, baseball, baseball ground, ground. Yeah. and it was when the we sand pit. when we played in that remember we had that Chelsea collection kit for God, one season jade, yeah it was, God, the, it was yeah, the jade yeah. kit they were wearing the jade kit God, awful. So about 85, 84 I think it's 80 yeah. 80, 87, 88 uh, yeah, a bit later wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we lost 2-1 or 3-2. Yeah, John, Gary Wilson said 6-4 game, question mark. No, Bang it, it definitely wasn't that. Wasn't John, it? Okay. John Gregory scored for Do- scored a phenomenal goal for Derby. It was like sort of Manuel Negrete's from, the, wow. from Mexico 86. Yeah. It was like a scissor kick from the edge of the box. Wow. Cool. Um, and my first game at the bridge was actually Bobby Campbell's season. When wow. 2-2 against Oldham. Graham Roberts scored 2 Bloody hell. Which actually gets mentioned in something else that I can't talk about until next show, but that's, I'll leave that with you. It's a weird random thought coming into my head. Um, Alex, what was your. Uh, well, how did you get into Chelsea, first of all? <laughs> Tom Hunter at primary school. Nuts about him, I was. Lovely. So Apparently, he's pre- a season ticket holder. Really? Yeah, so you but pre- up the other end of you, the stadium. You pretended to be a Chelsea fan because you fancied Tom Hunter. Yes. I he like apparently that. sits in the Matthew Harding lower. And he probably listens mm-hmm. to this show. Yeah. So there we go, Tommy. You missed out, mate. Not seen him since a funeral in well ages ago. One okay. school friend died, but yeah, yeah. no, I was obsessed with him. There we go. My first crush. Lovely, because everyone in my school, my little primary school, um, mm. being in Sutton, everyone was either Palace because yeah. they weren't crap at the time, or yeah. Chelsea. They were the team of the eighties, yeah. Alex. So everybody mm. was one or the other, yeah. and that's why I came down on the side of Chelsea because my dad hated football, so it was up to me. Oh right, yeah, that's hard when you when you don't have. I mean, like John Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan's lucky. I mean, he was born into Chelsea, and I mean, his dad just like you know dragged him along at the age <laughs> you know, my, of six my months. My yeah, earliest the football Moscow memory. Dynamo game. Yeah. By the yeah. I just remember my dad telling me I was a hooligan um, because I was watching Tottenham versus Nottingham Forest, and I didn't want Tottenham to win, and I was jumping up and down on top of a Gary Mabbott proset card, <laughs> and my dad said to me, "You're a hooligan, and you're not having anything to do with that." 
Tommy Hunter has revealed himself on Mixler. I told you he'd be listening to the show, Alex. You, look, look, Tom, you missed out. She's lovely. Anyway, right, okay. I mean, I, I did promise I, I, to ask you before because I will forget. I'm rubbish yeah, it's at It's like uh, Spartacus on there now. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I am Tommy no, no, Hunter. No, 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 no. They're, all, they're all Tommy Hunter. There we go. I know it's my babysitter's not piped up yet. <laughs> right, well, there we go. Right, now, where do we get this fine book and how much does it cost? Uh, probably Amazon is the best yeah. at the moment because they always like to reduce to people, mm. don't they? So I mean, fourteen ninety nine is sticker price, so, but probably about twelve. 12 okay, pounds on who's there it published by? History Press. Okay, who we're working with again now? So got another one coming up. Yeah, and it is going to be on hundredth anniversary of the Somme. It's a big commemorative thing. Marvelous. Lots of photos taken by my snap happy friend across the table. Um, it's yes, I actually sorry, Alex, but I because I've been following Andrew on Twitter. Really, since you you kind of go up, you take the Kaiser Johnny Johnny Dyer off to trips uh, to to the Western Front and stuff. And Someone's got yeah. to carry the folder. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, the reason I started to follow Andrew initially was because of his amazing photographs that he takes out on these battlefield tours. Which I mean, if you follow Andrew on Twitter and if you like military history, if you're into the Great War. You've got to follow Andrew because his photographs are, ju- I mean, they are just unbelievable. Yeah. We've got loads. Yeah. Of That's very kind of you. No, I mean, they you really are, mate. They yeah. are. They are stunning. You say that, but you haven't had to twat around the song with him while he looks for fluffy clouds with well, enough like, definition. Like, sorry, no, sorry, I'm just not, not ready yet. No, the light's not quite right, darling. Sorry, no, no. You no. should have seen us last week chasing all over Bernafay Wood looking for the right angle yeah. on this pink sunset yeah. like a bunch of losers. Yeah. We didn't get to it. No, they're very, no. they're very, very Can good. Can I just say, someone on here has just asked if there's an audio book. I don't believe there's an audio book version of it, but it is available on Kindle. Okay, it's available on Kindle. It's available on Amazon. It's fourteen ninety nine. Go and get it, people because it sounds like an absolute cracker. And review it to bring our star rating yes. back up because there's one three out of five star rating on there from some guy who basically said it was too complicated for him, but he wanted to let the world know that his wife's granddad didn't. He says, I only bought it for my wife's granddad. Well, that's quite lovely. But there's too many big words. But that's quite but nice. He our star rating right down. Well, I know. He probably, <laughs> he probably pressed the wrong button. He probably meant to press five, you know. Yeah, go and give... I mean, that's a really good point, actually. For any Chelsea book or anybody we get on the show who's written books, always give it five star ratings because it really, really does help. <laughs> Can you get Tom Hunter to sign it for me? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, or Night Out with Tom Hunter would make Alex very, very happy, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what he looks no. like now. Well, you no never idea. know. How old were you at the time? Primary school with Tom. Well, I, I think I saw him when I was about sixteen. It said at funeral. It was last no, week. La- it was last week. Oh, originally yeah, primary school. Yeah. Yeah, about <laughs> six. No, he came late. He joined our school late. I think that's lovely. That's a what. That's a hilarious. So first year of story. juniors. That's a lovely. Story. I was obsessed with him. Really. You see, only girls remember that kind of stuff. I mean, if you yeah. said to me, David, can you can you remember who you had a crush in a primary school? I said, I can't even. The remember The only last other week. obsession I ever had like that after Tom Hunter it was Graham Lasso. But he's dead to me now thing. because yeah. he didn't sign my program. And also, he came out with awful shit last week about oh. radio. And Why also, he, he is the worst commentator for radio because he'll just sit there going, "Oh, that was terrible." I, do you know it's what? radio, I mean, you've you know, got to describe what's terrible. We're, yeah. going, we're going wildly over time, of course. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've worked with Graham and, and I quite liked him, but I did think he was a bit odd, I'll be honest. But that, 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 Also dancing on ice. <laughs> well, you know, I've, had, I've heard that said about people who come from the Channel Islands. They are a bit different because it's an island. But anyway, let's not get down there because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going right One down a blind alley. images was seeing two West Brom fans um, um, simulating sexual intercourse just by the corner. Um, <laughs> as he went to take the corner. And he, 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 he had to laugh, didn't he? He had to go, ha, 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 isn't that amusing? 
both of you pretending to bum each other. Do you know what? I loved him as a football player for this club. That goal against Brazil he was a fan, as well. Can I just say, Caroline Bennett or Trudy Styler, if you're out there, um, I'm... Uh, Didn't she I, was married to Sting? No, that still was, isn't she? It's Trudy Styler still is, isn't she? It's a different one, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Oh, no, or is it? There we go. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Enough, Jonathan, before we get Caroline sued. Caroline Bennett. I want to give, I wanna give uh, Alex and uh, Andrew a brilliant round of applause for that. That was really interesting. Great stuff. Right, now, after the break, we're going to be wrapping this here show up and uh, talking about our usual nonsense in the roundup and also revealing who has won our match awards this week. Oh, yeah. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And I have to say, the last part's probably been the most uh, educative part that we've had on this show for a long, 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 long time. Is it just know? a question there come up? Do we know how many Chelsea players did not make well, it? That's home? a good question. Um, Wildman, Lake, two or three, I think. Is that right? About right? That's not that many. We yeah. did all right. Yeah, we did all right. That's we what I say. Right. Like, not the not the biggest casualty list, not the smallest. We're just an average Joe club in the middle, which is why we wanted to write it about Chelsea because we didn't want it to trumpet Chelsea above everybody else and look how great we were. Yeah, it's yeah. just supposed to be an honest it? story of one club in the no, war. Exactly. So yeah, two or three, I think. Oh, and Wood. So oh yeah. It's absolutely, three, you're right, it's absolutely yeah. not about that. Right, now, um, as you know, if you were listening last week, people, I, I did promise you I would redo the match awards because basically... Uh, the wonderful people at Twitter have uh, now got a Twitter poll, which makes it something I can do without having to do any work, which I like. Done no more Arsenal. work. Done yeah. for Arsenal fans. Uh, I don't have to do any work at all. I can think of it on the spur of the moment, and then you can vote, and I can give you the results live. Live on the show. Live. 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 Can you do your voiceover live? Live. So, can you do... Can This is what I have to direct you. I forget this all the time. Uh, we're now about to announce the Chelsea Fancast... Twitter Awards. The live. Chelsea Fancast Twitter Awards. Live. Beautiful. <laughs> People pay a lot of money for that, you they know. Do, they do. I get it for free. It's wonderful. Right, so anyway, um, the nominations uh, for the Man of the Match, which we kind of combined with Kiev and Stoke, were William and Hazard. And I can reveal exclusively that the man of the match who has been the man of the match for every game we've played this season that he has played in it is a whopping 85% for Willian and a 15% for Hazard, which I think on balance I, I totally agree with. Uh, chance of the match, uh, again, oh, this is interesting, controversy, controversy. Chance of the match, which again I combined Kiev and Stoke. Uh, well, it was, it was either Jose Mourinho or stand up for the special one. And stand up for the special one has got it by a short nose at fifty one percent to the Jose Mourinho of forty nine percent. It's nice to see that Twitter's not like ITV and it doesn't just give everything automatically to Stephen Gerrard. That's true, or <laughs> even if he's not or, there, or, or Arsenal in yeah. this case. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. The Guinness moment, which was I think a bit difficult, really. I mean, you know, Williams' free kick against Kiev, which was just fantastic. Uh, but I really loved that turn. I mean, you know, whenever I see... For me, the mark of a great football player is a player who can really just leave a defender on his ass. I mean, Zola, we made a song about it. That's how much I love it. And I thought Hazard sticking that Stoke idiot on his ass was great. But nevertheless, I understand why people have gone for William, and, and so they have. 77% for Williams' free kick against Kiev, 
and 23% for Hazard's turn against Stoke. And finally, 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 the salary moment this week. Uh, we nominated the tremendous support for Jose, uh, particularly in the last two matches, and William squaring up to uh, or, or Arnautovic, or whatever his name is, who is at least twice his size. Uh, well, William got 20%, uh, which I think is a bit sad, really, because I think it deserves more than that. But I can certainly understand why 80% of you have voted for the tremendous support for Jose. So there you go. Isn't that much more fun? Yeah. The awards like that. It's so easy let now. people speak. Let, yeah, and it's also Yeah, I forgot that. It's become a real geography, hasn't it? We don't say anything, though, do we? Well, we do. We get to kind of. <laughs> we do. Like, more important we do. Than I yeah, we, get we get to, to agree. Jonathan, we get to agree with Chidge. Come on. Of course we yeah. do. I have Chidge on a direct debit. Well, I've not seen the money yet, Param. So you know, get get with it. Um, right. Is that oh, a euphemism. I I don't know. Maybe maybe so. Um, okay. Right. So we've done all that. So it's time for a few plugs of of stuff. But no, I do like those match awards done like that. I mean, I used to have to spend like half a day figuring that shit out. Now we do it in about two minutes. It's great. Not agree. Yeah, I agree completely, and they okay. probably know more than, than we do anyway. They, they do indeed. They Since you're getting wound well, up by our lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah me. <laughs> me in particular. Sorry, Jim. They know more than I do, because I don't... No, actually, that's not true at all. Funnily enough, I hear all the chants, because yeah, of where I sit. Dude. Better, when Chidge sat with me, he said, I didn't know you could hear the fans, yeah. the away fans. Yeah. I didn't know you could hear them from down there. So, in yeah. fact, that's not true at all. No, no. no. You, no. Yeah. It's, just, it's just that you don't know the words. Of, of which ones? No, no, look at your <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Your face. Excuse me. Your face is a picture, mate. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't sing. There's the thing. Yes, I do I know the words. But you I... see, before people say that Jonathan doesn't sing because he's too posh, it's not true. Jonathan doesn't sing because he is a professional and exceptionally talented and good voiceover artist. And if he sings, he will screw his voice up. There you go. Thank you. It's true. Thank I don't you. sing. I mouth the words. My do great you? aunt gave me three lessons in life. Yeah. It's boobs or legs, never both at once. Girls only mouth the words at football matches and you don't drink out pint glasses. I'm trying to work out the first one. That if you're going to display anything, oh, right. it's one okay, or the right, other. Right. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to get your cleavage out, your legs have to be away. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that one. The, other, the others are all cool, but I first I what she meant. I can see what she meant, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Shall yeah, we move yeah. on? You don't have to. Rest in peace, Auntie Reenie. Auntie Reenie, okay. Okay, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm also not very classy. It's a, it's a very, is, it's a very Sutton statement, isn't it? It's yeah. from it's, it? it's known it as Sutton. Yeah, but she had yeah. a good dance with Glenn Miller during World War no Two. She way. was a looker. Yeah. Did she? You she are did. you are a font of information. You know what you the are. song was? Crappy was information. What, what song was I it? Little Brown Jug. I do know that it was just before he disappeared. Oh no, it was yeah. Little Brown Jug. I bet. Maybe she had him in a cupboard under some moonlight serenade. Moonlight serenade. No, no, no. Let's not go. <laughs> okay, CFC very good intro for CFC UK. There we go. We've now we, we've almost got a sting for CFC UK. I'll just dub it on every week. Right, you can get CFC UK at home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, and of course at away games. Um, there is. I know there'll be a new one out fairly soon because the deadline for writing my article uh, is this Friday. I which... think Dave said it's a couple of weeks. No. no, I think we're on week three because we could barely shift them. Mm. Well, I think I think that the dead. Well, I know the deadline's this Friday, but I'm going to ask for an extension because I'm doing. I'm going to tell you now, and I can't. I can't tell you much about it, but I'm doing a very special article this for next month's CFC UK, and it's a book review. 
So there you go. It's not about the football. It's a book review and no more. I can't say anything other than that. Uh, but it'll be a cracker. But the trouble is I've got to read the bloody book first. Oh, I'm I running out of time. Go on. Not allowed. No, I know. Not allowed to talk about it. Okay. So anyway, uh, CFC UK, there'll be a new one coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, but if you can't get to the stall at Fulham Broadway, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. Now, if you are uh, lucky enough to be in North America, uh, Canada, or, uh, or Canada, as I like to call it, or the USA, um, do not despair, because you can also get it digitally there, obviously, but you can also get a real-life uh, hardcore copy um, made of um, peculiar paper with peculiar typeset on it, but... Uh, in a, in a strange kind of pseudo color, black and whitey styly, which is what we love about. It's actually blue tinted, isn't it? It's, it really is. I mean, it says on the front it's a hundred percent blue tinted, but actually it is, literally, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I love about it. Anyway, so you can get a copy by going and asking this lovely man called Dan Lundberg, who you will find on Twitter at d lundberg l u n d b e r g underscore. That's right, Dan. And uh, he's also also the other uh, the CFC UK. USA Twitter account is amazingly enough at CFC UK USA. Right. Um, next news is we have another fans forum meeting, which I believe is on November the 18th. And as you all know, Dan Silver is our representative. Dan? Yeah, uh, it is indeed. If you've got any questions you want raised, if you can email me, uh, dansilver.chelsea at gmail.com, and I'll raise anything you want me to with the, with the board and whoever is there. Mm-hmm. Do we know what the... Um, you I'm know, waiting for the agenda to be sent yeah. to me. I oh, think. we haven't got an agenda no, yet? I haven't is seen it, it It's yet. not on ticketing this time, is it? No, they had a, they had like a, a preliminary meeting about the tickets uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, is, but I mean the ticket pricing, sorry. Um, I haven't seen the agenda, but I'll, I'll tweet some stuff out as soon as yeah, I get it. Yeah, do that. And I'll tweet the fan cost into it as well. If, so Yeah, do that, because yeah. if you do that, I'll, I'll make sure yeah. people get to know. But as Dan said, if, if you've got any... Uh, issues that you would like raised at the fans forum meeting on november the 18th and you need to either it's best best to email you isn't it dan yeah uh at gmail.com or via uh chidge at chelsea the yeah chelsea fancast at gmail.com and i'll make sure dan gets it right uh now talking of meetings the chelsea supporters trust have got a uh what we like to call a special general meeting and sgm is basically we try and have a, a, a meeting open to our membership about three or four times a year. Uh, and the next time is November the 21st, uh, which is, it'll be after the Norwich game. I think it's something like half five or six o'clock. Just check, you know, look at the tr- Trust's Twitter account to check. But it'll be at the Fimbra Arms after the game. There will be some really interesting people, actually. Melanie Cook and Alison Gurdon and Amanda Jacks will all be there. Melanie and Alison are both lawyers who do an awful lot of work uh, supporting and representing and defending, in fact, uh, football fans who have been uh, banned or arrested by the police on usually spurious for usually spurious reasons. They do a great job defending them. And Amanda, of course, is the caseworker for very same at the Football Supporters Federation. So they'll have a lot of interesting things to say. Um, so do come along if you are a member. If you are not a member, give your head a bloody wobble because it's only five quid to go and join the trust and you know get your voice heard by the club vote in our elections and uh, all that kind of malarkey but all sorts of other things too I mean we, you know there are newsletters and all sorts of things so, <laughs> thank I'm you so Jonathan uh, there are all sorts of great uh, reasons to join I think, the trust I feel I had to contribute in some way a little yeah. bit of attention yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know 
I mean, there, there are there are. He used, he used to get me to read this, you know. Don't yeah. you know That's why he's blowing his nose because he's attention. There are pocketbook psychologists yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest that know that you were attention seeking with that sneeze. Yeah. You can tell he's a about, professional a artist, Ill. can't you? You are a bit ill. You're such a hypo, <laughs> darling. Anyway, um, the bottom line is sign up to the trust. You know it makes sense. Uh, uh, you can do that by going to the website, uh, which is chelseasupporterstrust.com. Um, and then you can join in. As I said, you can always be a non-voting member for free, but it's much more fun if you pay five quid because then you can vote and, and, and really get your opinions in there and the policies shaped as a result of that. Has the Fimber recovered as a pub? Is it, uh... I don't know. I, I went to the Eelbrook with you, didn't I, yeah. last time I was there? And I, I, I'm there to the Tommy Tucker. I, I, yeah, I ended up in the Tommy Tucker after the Liverpool match and got shit-faced. And then don't remember anything. No. Okay, so that's the, the trust. Don't forget, meeting 21st of November uh, in the Fimber. Now, um, Gary Wilson, who um, I've, I've been so busy doing the show tonight, I've not really kept up with what you lot have been saying in Twitter, but I know Gary's been in there. Um, has he? he? Gary's not been taking the piss out of me much tonight. No, no they're talking about whether we should have sold matter or Oscar. I think, uh, listen, people, I love you all, but that shit went, dudes. You know, move on. And someone just mentioned bidding for Harry Kane as well. Oh, no, please. No, please. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that Gary is a fine gentleman, as we all know, and, uh, of course, you know, very, very sadly, he lost his lovely daughter, Kirsty. Um, well, how long now, Andy? A month. It's, it's about, about a month. Two months. Yeah. But anyway, um, Gary's been assiduous in uh, trying to get people to join in all sorts of various campaigns, uh, related to cancer and preventing it. And uh, the one that he's focusing on at the moment is to petition the Prime Minister, David Cameron, to get smear tests lowered to all 16-year-olds, because I think it's now 18, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. So please, 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 Gary, if you're listening and you're still in, in, in Mixler, put the link up uh, for the people that are in there now. But I will read it out for those that are listening to the podcast. But you need to go to www.change.org forward slash p forward slash david hyphen cameron hyphen mp hyphen smear hyphen tests hyphen two hyphen b hyphen lowered hyphen two hyphen 16 hyphen years i think actually the easiest thing to do is just go to the david cameron smear test change.org and you will find it if you google that uh, but very 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 worthwhile and i think there are about ten thousand signatures away which is, and they need 150,000 to get Cameron to make a statement. There we go. Gary's so, a lot more yeah. And I'll follow Gary on Twitter. I think it's at G Wilson. CFC. CFC, yeah. I mean, he's a lovely guy, and, and, and we should support him in his efforts because they're a tremendously big cause. And it's, a, of course, it's a wonderful way to remember his lovely daughter, Kirsty, if we can get things changed. So there we go. Right. We have, um, we've got quite a lot of time left, really, I think. Um, let me have a look. Oh, we haven't got as much time as I thought. But uh, so we might as well say, that's it then. That's <laughs> no, it then. no, not quite just like that. No, I mean, not as a media as that. But uh, there's no more guff to read out, you know, so I can just, we can just have a little chat if you want. Sure. Tell us more about your name. I think you've heard everything about my name. Right. Should we hear about your name, Jonathan? Tell us more about your next job. And, uh, no, I, I, I talked about my name. Kid, which Kid. Um, I think was the man who used to collect the goats and uh, the goat herder. But I actually think I've got a theory. So like Jonathan the goat, and yeah, Jonathan the goat herd, Jonathan the the, uh, the kidder. You should, they should have called think, you Heidi. But I think there was a period where um, there was the they had a, what was it the guy called? He was the the gong man. He was the man who collected the uh, all the shit, 
and I think that the kid had helped him. So because you don't, there isn't actually a name for anybody on you know shit collector, is there? So you yeah. are Jonathan shit collector. Uh, indeed, I am. I think I am. <laughs> Excellent. I think, yeah, I think that's it's what a bit of a that, well, it's it a is exactly. That's why I became kid. So it's don't kid a kidder. Indeed, don't uh, don't shit collector shit yeah. collector. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they should have called you Heidi. I heard, I heard that. Heidi the Herder. Yeah, you heard the Herder. Indeed, um, I have to say, yeah. people, it's been, it's been. Uh, I, I actually feel a lot more mellow than I than I was when I started. I was not a very happy bunny, but I'm a much happier bunny now. I've enjoyed the football chat tonight. You do get cheered up by these, don't we you? do, don't we? It's quite therapeutic and a bizarre sort. Now you of way. in particular get cheered up. Yeah, but I was very upset about what's happened to certain people that mm. I'm not going to talk about. Yes, uh, but Me I'm too. Out, I'm. Who was a dear, lovely chap. Who was a dear, it? lovely chap. Yeah. yeah, I'm outraged by it. Those of you who know me and listen to this po- podcast regularly will know who I'm talking about. But it, I am, yeah. I am, I am filled with psychopathic anger about what has happened. So uh, yeah, that's why I don't want to talk about it because mm. I will, I will get, get into trouble. I will get into trouble. Yeah. <coughs> um, but people know what I'm talking about, and my thoughts are with him. I think it's awful. As a mind, because yeah. yeah. he's, yeah. he's a. Anyway. Um, we stroll on. We have an international break, uh, so that's kind of shit because I hate it when there's no Chelsea. Yeah. And we've got some games coming up that um, you know, as bef- when we were when we were better, when we were champions, we'd have won easily. But we've got, we've got, got Norwich, six. Sunderland, Watford, and Spurs. Yeah, we should pointers. win those, man. We Bournemouth should. being there at all, yeah. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. We come at ten from twelve. Because Spurs won't be easy. I'll be happy with that. Look, you know, I said it early on. I really do believe it. I, I we cannot go on not winning football matches in the way that we are and I'm seeing signs that we're doing better so I really do think we will and I think we'll turn that, that corner. the best 90 minutes we've done against yeah. Stoke. Yeah. I think just, just they mentioned it didn't they on Match of the Day old, yeah. um, <coughs> Hughes said they're, a, they're a, still a class team mm. and he, I don't think he was just soft soap. I no think and he, we did play I think he really yeah, meant it. No, they're all world class players yeah. I think as we know they are. The other thing that I'll leave you lot with this week is two very interesting things. One is that um, I think uh Without doubt, you know, if you look back at the beginning of the season, our current form is without doubt relegation form. And if if we carried on this form, we would get relegated if you look at how few points we have. And I think that own like Hull, we've won the same amount of games that Hull did last year when they got relegated, for example. The other thing is, is that uh, to finish in the top four, we would have to average 2.9 is it either 2.4 or 2 point? I think it's 2.4 points a game oh, a from shame. now on. And last year when we won the title, we averaged 2.16 or something. Well, yeah, but those stats are assuming that nobody else wins That's games. That's the beauty of points. football, isn't it, though? Like yeah. Man City it's going, only get a draw. So, but, so but, you know, what I'm really saying, Alex, is mm. be under no illusion. You know, for us to get back to, to where we were, to get back to top four, is mm. going to be a monumental achievement. I mean, here's the thing. Let's, put, let's just leave, leave us with this thought. Just imagine... Right. Let, let's let's say we turn it round and we do that, and we and we manage to get in to uh, the top four. What an amazing achievement that will be from where we are, and how many people will be utterly pissed off about it. God, Especially whoever comes fifth. Sky yeah. Sports and the Daily Mail. How will they report that? Wouldn't it wouldn't be lovely. Find a way to make it negative. Wouldn't that yeah. be lovely? And just prove. My worry is that we'll just qualify for the Europa League. But we didn't. I, I tweeted yesterday. League's finished. Mourinho, Champions League. It's set up with no yeah. league, no pressure yeah, on the indeed, league. Indeed, yeah. He is the best man. Have a bad team he's playing. Set up. Get a nil-nil. <coughs> As you did with Inter. Inter weren't supposed to win the, uh, the Champions League. Money on the Champions League. 
for Mourinho save yeah. the season. I'd I, like I, us to just beat Norwich <laughs> before we start talking about this. Excuse me, but I said this weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you said it as a joke, though. No. Yeah, there was a little twinkle in your eye. There's always a little twinkle in my eye, Jonathan. Can I just say that here. Holmes is sitting over there with a smirk on his face because he? he is the most glass half empty. Like yeah. we when we played well, most Chelsea it, fans I know yeah. are glass when half we, empty one, because they never drink. There was one match we played last season where yeah. I spoke to him before the game and he said, "Well, I've already written it off as a two 0 loss. Got drunk and processed it, grieved and moved on." <laughs> that was before kickoff. <laughs> I think it was the Capital One Cup final. <laughs> Dudes, I, you know, I've said it weeks ago we're going to win the. Avoiding I said it weeks yeah. ago that we're going to win the Champions League, and the, you know the other coincidence is, is that we la- the last time that the Chelsea fancast was in the Football Blogging Awards finals was in 2015. That season, no, sorry, 2012, 2012. when we won the Champions League, yeah. and we were sh- we were. I mean, uh, you know, we were crap that year. It was all going horribly wrong. I have faith, people. Right now, we should go because it's uh, time. Time is a moving on. And uh, I, I have to say, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it tonight. Uh, I'll say it again. Now, uh, as I said, we've got another infernal international break, which means we'll be back on Monday, the 23rd of November, uh, to talk about the Norwich game. And uh, I'll be joined by the Chelsea Fans Channel Supremo, Mr. Rory Jennings, which will be very, very interesting. And the wonderful, wonderful Clayton Beerman. And the winner of the fight between Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver. Who are now going to have a celebrity death match to fill the fourth spot? Come on! Did you know come that? On. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Come on! No, come no, on, Dan. No. Uh, so I will be revealing uh, on Twitter it. who won. No. I will be revealing on Twitter who. Doing death. I think I think Dan will probably win it because we know you do death so well. But I will reveal before the twenty third who the fourth spot will be taken by. But it's definitely going to be Rory and Clayton and me. Uh, so that should be quite a lot of, lot of fun. Hopefully we'll be reporting on a win as well. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast and make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, ChelseaFancast.com. And of course, you can find all the information on how to listen and download the show. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Now, it's been a real privilege to have you, Alex, and you, Andrew, on the show telling us all about your book and also your love of Chelsea. Yeah. I have really enjoyed it. Good luck with the sales of the book too. Thank and good luck with the new much. one. I should look out for that. Jonathan, you have been uh, very amusing average. tonight. No, you've been better than average tonight. You've been well, amusing. Yeah, you've yeah. been amusing. You know, you haven't been... I wasn't ranting as much no, as I normally do. No, I like yeah. a bit of a rant. Yeah, but I know that. So I let you rant. As I so told you, I let you, you blow yourself out. Now, you know. you don't, funny, if you don't let me have that rant, yeah. I'm then resentful I know, for the rest of the uh, programme. Exactly. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. But you've, yeah. been, you've been funny, you've been uh, amusing, and you've not been too irritating. So all in all, yeah. good performance. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you as always, mate. Dan, fantastic to see you. We've had you two on the show in the last couple of last two weeks. I know. I want my hat trick. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah. Well, you, I told you. We both come on the, for the fourth, and we can just split it. You can do that if you want. Yeah, you could do, do that, that if you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. It's or we could you. oust one of the others and get them to sit on the bench. Who's going to yeah. sit on whose lap, though? Well, you you can't oust one of the others because Rory will be the guest. Yeah. Okay, and Clayton hasn't been on for weeks, so he has Clayton's to. good. Yeah, and Clayton has to be here. So you you two are going to have to have a celebrity death match to fight under the table. You can do what? Hide under the table. No. Okay. Honestly, because I yes. I can't. Well, yeah, and I can't try. He'll be he'll be doing strange things on the table to people's legs. We can't be having that. Like a small dog. Like a small <laughs> dog, exactly. Right, we've got to go. 
Um, a massive, massive thank you to all of you lot out in uh, Mixler who have joined us tonight. We absolutely love having you in there. You're absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. Particularly Param, who was so nice to me earlier. I don't forget my friends, Param. That's all I'm saying. All right, guys. Uh, many, many thanks to my lovely guest this week. And, of course, Andy. Bloody hell. Yeah. F- yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Andy, the forgotten guest. I've got a very small brain, Andy. You know this, but no, it's lovely to see Andy. It's also nice to see Andy not looking too bad this week. Your yeah. back seems to be all right. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, you lovely, like lovely. Rig blues, by the way. Good show. Must get Alex on more often. That good that man. is the real Tommy Hunter. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Many he's, thanks. He's my para. Many thanks to my guests this week. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep the chills. Up the chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.